Hall of Sports all plays. Yeah. Hall of Sports all plays. Hall of Sports all plays. We're making a place. We're talking the game, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, the dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they work in your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. I, I was muted. I didn't realize. Welcome to another episode of ASAP in the morning. It is your boy Pride, joined by Aman Jason, who wants to change his name to Negative Ten Giant Passing. Chris and Dustin. Before we go, before we get into it, before we do anything, happy birthday to that dude, Dustin. You thought you were finna get away from this whooping baby? Look here, bro. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I can't give you birthday punches. I can't. It's, it's physically impossible. Last time I tried to do that, I broke my monitor, and then I got beat up. My wife beat the shit out of me, right? So, uh, the, the best family show. Get, the, you want to talk about family show, Jason? You? Hey, I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to follow the instructions from our manager. That's all. But, Dustin, um, I promised you we were going to talk about a certain topic first. I'm going to give you that, and obviously you're going to have the first word on it. So, DeMar DeRozan, please take all the time you want. Tell me why he's the greatest thing since Michael Jordan. I mean, numbers back it up, the performance backs it up, and the clutch factor backs it up. When you talk about MVP in the in the NBA, it's the most valuable player. Yes, LeBron James is always going to get recognition. Yes, Kevin Durant's always going to get recognition because they put up the consistent numbers on a yearly basis. And when you see those kind of numbers on a yearly basis – you're going to be considered for the MVP conversation. But what DeMar DeRozan is doing with the Bulls this year, he deserves to be in the MVP conversation. He deserves to be in the top three of that conversation because without DeMar DeRozan, the Bulls would not be where they are right now. He's averaging 27.1 points per game, which is seven points more than his career average. He's leading the NBA in points per game in the fourth quarter around, I think he's at like 9.8 or 10 points per game in the fourth quarter. He's second in the NBA with 93 points in the final five minutes of the game, only behind Joel Embiid. And he made two consecutive game-winning buzzer-beater threes last week and to become the first player in NBA history to ever accomplish that feat. Everything that he's doing right now is MVP-worthy. And if this was a standard player like Stephen Curry, if this was anybody that typically is in the MVP conversation, when you're averaging 27.6 rebounds and five assists, you're going to be in the MVP conversation. He's not normally a name that's there, but the performance backs it up. The way the team is playing backs it up. And if you take DeMar DeRozan out of the Bulls lineup right now, they're still a playoff caliber team, but they're not the top seed in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. And if, he continues, if he continues to do what he's been doing, especially the last month, you're going to see his name in that MVP talk all season long, and he might get it depending on how the Bulls do. Mike, as a fellow Chicago Bull fan, do you agree? Hey, guys. Um, But – Listen, before anything, I just want to say I apologize. I was waiting for the link and then quickly realized the link was sent last night by our amazing host, Pride. Um, so I apologize for being late. But with that being said, um, you know, I, I find it interesting that people are saying that DeMar DeRozan shouldn't be in the conversation 
um, because Steph's playing better and LeBron's playing better. But Derrick Rose was in the same situation to where LeBron James was playing better than Derrick Rose in his MVP season. The reason Derrick Rose won it was because of his seeding and, and because he led the Bulls to a 60-plus game season where they won 60-plus games. I believe it was – Dustin, If I'm, it's been so long, but I believe it was like 62 games, if I'm not mistaken – yeah, they were they were sixty two they were sixty two and twenty. And Miami was fifty eight and twenty four. Right. So so that was ultimately honestly like I'm not even gonna flodge. I'm not gonna sit up here and not and not respect pride and what LeBron was doing. Like LeBron somewhat deserved that award. I believe Derek would have won it eventually. Um, but I felt like LeBron at that time did actually deserve that award. But Derek, to me, because of what he was doing, because of the impact he had to the Chicago Bulls so quickly. That's where I felt like, okay, you deserve this award. And it's the same concept for DeMar DeRozan where everyone's like, oh, well, LeBron's stats is better. Okay, well, where are the Lakers right now? 19 and 19. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Like, why are you even in the conversation? Because I promise you this. If DeMar DeRozan was still in San Antonio putting up these same numbers, we're not having this conversation because San Antonio's still losing at the end of the day. And, and that's, that's really what it is. And I feel like because you're in this spotlight, because you look a lot better than what it is, you're starting to emerge yourself as, oh, well, now you're relevant to the media again. And that's why DeMar DeRozan, like Pride says time and time again, never left. He was just quietly in San Antonio doing his thing. So to me, DeMar DeRozan deserves everything. That's DMVP. Uh, he's doing his thing, and I, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of him because let's go off our boy, Jay McLovin, Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to quote it here. The worst free agency signing in all of basketball. Mm. That's all I'll say. Jay McLovin told me to keep it friendly. That's as friendly as you're going to get. Mm. I'm pretty sure the deaf people realize that you just cursed on TV, but that's fine. Oh, the, you know what? I'm not going to go in there about deaf people, but if you're watching a talk show I, and there's no subtitles, I have a lot of questions to why you're here right now. But they're reading lips, Mike. They're reading lips. Not with Joe in the neck. So. I'm swinging over to you, Chris. Um, are are you a Bulls fan, by the way? No, no, I'm a, a Pacers fan. You're a Pacers fan? Uh, Pacers. Pacers? Yeah. God bless your soul. God bless. <laughs> well, I've never actually met one of those other than the Amish community. That's amazing, <laughs> bro. Like that's that's crazy. But um, we got Joe. Joe's a Pacers fan too. Oh, Joe's a Pacers. Yeah, he he looks kind of Amish, just like you know, just like our boy Gonzo over there. But that's all right. It's all good. Gonzo makes wood tables. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, yo, Chris, um, oh, Dustin uh, said it. Um, right now, DeMar DeRozan is playing phenomenal. Do you believe that if his name was anything else, do you think that people would take him more seriously in the MVP conversation? Oh, yeah. If his name was Curry, Durant, Giannis, any of them guys, he'd be guaranteed an MVP conversation. He deserves to be in the MVP conversation. There's only two players that are shooting – higher field goal percentage than him, and that's Durant and Giannis. And he's only averaging – and them are only two players that are averaging more points a game right now than him. In his last 10 games, he's averaging 29 points a game, six assists, five and five rebounds, and he's shooting 56% from three-point range in his last 10 games. If Steph or Durant or LeBron was doing that, everybody would be going crazy about their MVP front runners. Right. Yeah. Um, Amon. Obviously, DeMar DeRozan, um, people don't really take him serious. Where do you think all this stuff stems from? Do you think it just stems from um, 
all the playoff exits over in uh, Toronto? Do you think it's the fact that Toronto traded him for Kawhi and then they immediately want to ring? Like, wh- why do you think all this disrespect and all this hatred for um, for old uh, DeMar DeRozan, where do you think it's coming from? I think it comes from the fact that I think a lot of things are what you said, but also I think the public image is that DeMar DeRozan isn't a guy who wins, right? Like you said, Toronto traded him and immediately they won a championship when they got Kawhi Leonard. Went to San Antonio and it was kind of quiet in San Antonio. If you weren't really watching San Antonio, you didn't know what he was doing. So it's this persona that he's not a winner. And people say we give the MVP to winners. Well, you gave it to Russell Westbrook, right? So we don't we might have questions about winners or not. But I think that's the persona is he's not a winner. And then he doesn't have the gaudy numbers that Russell Westbrook had when he won it, right? He's not averaging that triple double. So I think when you couple those things, I think he definitely should be in consideration. Again, you're on you're the best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference. And you've been putting up numbers like Dustin had been mentioning, 27 points a game, just absolutely ripping it up. And then he has a back-to-back uh, game-winning three-pointers. And he was the first Bulls player since Michael Jordan to end the game off a three-pointer. to hit a game-winning three-point shot since Michael Jordan did it. So when you do something that Michael Jordan did, you definitely should be in consideration. But it's, again, it's the fact that people don't consider him a winner or a big-time player because the moment Toronto got, out, got rid of him, they got over the Eastern Conference hump, they got into the finals and won it. We went to San Antonio and was quiet in San Antonio. And I just think people don't want to be like, oh, well, he's a winner because of the fact that Toronto won without him. And then San Antonio couldn't really carry the team. Mm. Jay um, or Jason. Uh, so like like Amon said, to kind of piggyback off of him, um, when it comes to DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio, it's not that he wasn't horrible. He was actually pretty much playing the same basketball he's always been, you know, 20 plus, um, 20 plus per game. Um, pretty efficient. Something one year, this first year, I believe was, uh, 48, then 53, then 49%. So relatively, you know, relatively solid. Do you believe if he goes to anywhere else other than San Antonio, let's say if they had sent him to Philadelphia, let's say he went to ball, just a place that they would have put eyes on him. Do you think that makes a difference in terms of how people are looking at him now? Or do you think he was he's just basically screwed from the jump because how people perceive him? No, I think when he was in when he was in Toronto, and even when he was in San Antonio, man, those are small market places where you don't you don't always put eyes on a lot of those games. And so unless there's a reason to put eyes on those games. And so, like you said, when Kyler Murray was started winning in Toronto and was trying, you know, giving people a reason to watch Toronto. Because, you know, nobody really, I never really paid attention too much to I knew Kyle Lyre was out there and a few others throughout Toronto, but I really just never had a really reason to watch Toronto. Same thing with the Spurs. I mean, once the Spurs kind of, you know, lost Kawhi and really weren't really doing much, nobody really ever really watched the Spurs. I don't think people, people really watch the Rockets. They're just smaller markets. I don't know. If, they, don't, they don't have the, the glamour of New York or, or L.A. or, you know, places like that, 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 you know, require your attention, you know. So I don't, I think, you know, People put up twenty points, but if you're if you're like I said, if you're on a losing team or not getting people to watch you, yeah, you're, I mean you're gonna, you're gonna go and notice. Like Chicago's a pretty pretty decent market team, you know. And now look at Mark, and he you know he goes there. And now they're sitting at the number one seed. He's got back to back. So yeah, people are taking notice of that. You're gonna take notice of a team in first place. You're be like, wow, what the hell are they doing over there? You're gonna go. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna go watch. Right. Um, Jay. Um, yeah. There's this there's an aspect of his MV of this MVP caliber year because I, I don't care if you're a fan of him or not. If you don't call this MVP caliber, you know, um 
basketball is just not for you. Um, I, I, I don't care yeah. what you feel. Yeah. If this isn't MVP caliber, you're a moron. Um, and again, complete and utter disrespect with um, as well. Um, Man, but there always, is an element that people turns into that, doesn't it? Pride. It always Mike, every show, man. It always I don't just care. Turns, I don't care. Man. It always just turns into utter disrespect. I don't care. Let me live, Michael. I'm gonna call you Michael when I when you know how to oh! I'm gonna start calling you Michael when I get tight. See, this ain't gonna be family friendly it's... much longer. Look, listen, if you don't want to see number one, that's fine. Top three, definitely. He has to be. He has to be. He's he gotta be, because the way yeah. this dude is playing, straight up phenomenal. But there is an aspect that people really are talking about. It's all right, bro. I'd feel some type of way if he didn't want to play with him either. You know, it is what it is. We're gonna move on from that comment. We're gonna ignore it. Moving on before I get in trouble. Um, there is an element people really aren't talking about. Like this is one of, if not his greatest year as a professional. And the difference is pretty vast, if we're going to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? It's enough for you to look and you could be like, yeah, this is his best year. Do you believe that it's just really along the lines of he might be a one-hit wonder? Like, do you think that's in the back of the minds of some people and that's why they're not giving him the MVP respect? No, it it comes down to DeRozan's not exciting for – the average fan and and it's messed up because DeRozan as we've known for a long time I'll even put it in the Kawhi Leonard phrase Kawhi Leonard exciting Kawhi Leonard wasn't popular Kawhi Leonard wasn't that guy until he went to Toronto and hit the winning shot in the corner and then he went to the next game and 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 ripped that series and then he won the championship before that Kawhi Leonard was boring and no matter what he was doing, it was like, oh, yeah, he's good. But, he no, he shouldn't be an MVP talk. The MVP has turned into the most popular player award. It's the right. most popular player. And, and that's why, you know, it was so hard for Giannis to get it. And even last year when Giannis was hands down MVP, there was still talk. There was still talk like, should he get it? So – now we switched to Rosen and put him on a Chicago Bulls team where everything around him is exciting. Everything around DeRozan is exciting. So now DeRozan using his his strengths to his uh, advantage is not boring anymore. Now DeRozan stepping up and putting up 27, 28 points and all in mid-range is not boring anymore because Zach Levine is also streaking down and slamming 360 dunks in the middle of a game. So now it's exciting. And now DeRozan's getting what he deserves because there's excitement on the team that they're watching and he's killing it. Even if you remember Toronto, who was exciting? Who was exciting on the Toronto Raptors? Right. Serge Ibaka was that pretty roster. exciting. I, I I watched Serge Ibaka. I thought he was pretty pretty glamorous. No, Serge Ibaka was exciting. When he had I thought, I thought like Serge, Serge was only exciting after after he left after Demar left. Yeah, I mean I would. I mean I, I'm Vince Carter. 
No, I know. I, I think I think when he's talking about who was exciting, I'm pretty sure he means when Kawhi, uh, not Kawhi, uh, when, when, Rose yeah, when was Rose there. Was when there. Toronto was when when Toronto oh, had yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When, yes, that's I what you meant. There general. was no excite. There was no. There was no player that just said, "I have to watch Toronto because he might jump up and excuse my French, put his nuts in someone's face while dunking." There, there was no well, one I like mean, that. There yeah, was no but I can, where, I can say the there was same no one. Exact thing I'm gonna about, watch this guy because with the ball, about who? Hey, ain't no Denver. way. Denver. McLovin's gonna Denver. This is a you can say the same thing about Denver. To be honest, but Denver doesn't have any relevation. But it, Denver had doesn't have any relations to this conversation. What I'm talking about right. is DeRozan's path. He's never no. been on a team that has anything exciting on it. Jay, his personal playing style is not exciting either. No, but Jay, would you say that it's the same conversation with Jokic last year? Was that he's he's now he had the stats, but he just isn't if that's what you were trying to say, Pride, I apologize. I didn't understand where you're going with it. Yes, like, I, Jokic, I can compare Jokic to it as well. Yes, I agree. I apologize, Pride. I didn't understand where you were going with it. But yes, in that sense, the Joker, Joker as well. He's so good, but in honest actuality, he's not exciting. To an average basketball fan, he's not exciting at all. And then now you remove Jamal Murray, and there's not much excitement over there to help him boast his and Michael his viewership, boast people wanting to come watch him. I'm, I, I just need the league to figure oh, out what the MVP crazy. award is. That's just really why I'm here, man. Um, because. First, I'm told they were supposed to be the best player on the planet. That's what I was told. And then, in that same token, I'm then told it doesn't matter how great you are. It matters on your record. Right. Then it switches to, oh, well, it doesn't matter what you're doing this year. You know, three years ago, you had a bad moment. So we're going to hold that against you forever. It's just every year when it comes to the MVP. That's why, in my opinion, when it comes to the MVP, like, Especially in the NBA, to me, it holds no validity anymore. Right? Yeah, I, I don't see it, it holds validity it, either. Like, to me, like to me, like like before, when someone earned the MVP, you're like, "Yo, man, he earned it." Now you're like, "Fam, what are you he, talking he about?" He fought and clawed for it. Yeah, like before, right. it was like, when, like you know, there was like a couple guys who had a case, and whoever won, you were like, "You know what? I thought so and so should have won, but I get why they gave it to this dude." Right? I understand. Nowadays, it's like. It's completely different. It's right. like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a popularity contest. It's not only that, and, but it's also yeah. it's a popular it's a popularity contest, and then they look at your resume. So, like, like in the 2021-2022 season, Demar Rose is playing nice. They're gonna bring up that one time back in 2016 where he accidentally missed the shot because he was sweaty and the ball slipped out of his hand. And it's like, but okay, but real, it, it's it's real wild. quick, Joe. Because Joe brought up this. He said Malone got one. It was different back then, and that's what Pride just said. Back in the day, when 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 someone was awarded MVP, they fought, they clawed. Their blood was left on, on in games, and we could say, no. Do you remember that one game where he did this and he wasn't supposed to? Or do you remember when he single-handedly willed them to this, this, and this? We can't really do that now to separate anybody. And to Freddie and TJ, what you guys were saying in the, in the comments about on the – um, about what I said about Jokic. My point was the average fans, they're not looking for Jokic to be a passing big man. Right. They're not watching those things. 
That's not exciting for them. You're not watching like, them they at all. They want to see like, Zach Levine mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, they want to see Zach Levine do a 360 dunk. They want to see an, a half-court alley-oop from, from uh, you know, Russell to LeBron. They want to see Steph Curry pull up from, from half-court at the logo, bust somebody's face. Those are what people are looking to see now. Yeah. Um, someone says, uh, DeMar's had a good month. Let's pump the brakes on the MVP award. And that alone just informs me that you're not really watching because DeMar mm-hmm. hasn't had a good month. He's had a good season so far. Right. And Hold on. Pride. Like, here's my thing with that. <laughs> like, nah, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Here's the thing. For me, you want to talk all this about, oh, well, look where they're at. It's only January. It's only this. It's only that. But you have to look at it from my perspective. The MVP award, Curry is doing exactly what Curry should do. Now, when everybody's healthy, you are a top three seed and you are acting accordingly. LeBron James. Freddie wants to make the argument that LeBron James is an MVP candidate. You're 19 and 19, my boy. You are supposed to be a top three seed, and you're sitting at six, seven, possibly even a play-in if you keep losing these games. Underachieving. Right. I don't care what the situation is. You're underachieving. The Chicago Bulls were rated a play-in team at best by everyone on social media, by everyone in the media, and we are the number one seed. And if you think it's just a couple good months – you're smoking, and, yeah, and, and I, I'm and, not tolerating that. And to your point, Mike, um, I've had people tell me yeah. that with all the moves the Bulls did, they were still going to be a lottery team. Exactly. With they, a straight face, too. And, and look at them now. Which, and now they don't want to talk about the Bulls. It's exactly you know? what we were talking about. So, it's exactly what I said over the summer is yep. this team's going to have the best chemistry. I didn't say they were going to be superstars. I didn't say Lonzo Ball. I Not once. Jay knows. Not no. once did I say Lonzo was going to average 20 points per game. Right. I just said they were going to play great ball and it was going to work out for us. And now right. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I said they'd probably be fifth seed, fourth seed at best. Yep. They're overachieving. Now, did I say, did I disrespect them and say, maybe there'll be a play-in team? No, but if that's the energy we're going to keep, let's keep it that way. We were supposed to be a play-in team and now we're first in the league. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it like that and you have to understand that but that's to, an but, MVP. And, and that's not even to mention all the issues that the Chicago Bulls have gone through with COVID man. and everything else. They had to do their winning. And the fact that they're number one that, and they went oh, through all yeah. that. Yes. In spite of all that. Real quick for um Dustin, you want to and, say and, something. And DeRozan's been as consistent as he has day game after game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Dustin, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I'm going to actually tie in a couple points that a couple people made. First, in terms of your point, Pride, how the MVP should be given to, like, the best player on the planet. Well, if that's the case, LeBron James and Kevin Durant would win it every single season because they are the two best players on the planet. So I agree with you that that it should, be awarded, to the, yeah, it should be awarded to the best player on the planet normally, but you, ha- but you have to – Take into account the records too, because if you no, are no, um, just real quick, I wasn't saying that that's how it should be. I'm just saying the reason I don't I don't look at the MVP oh, right. legit anymore is because they keep switching it. Like it, it like before it was you know how your stats are looking, and then we'll couple that with your team record, and we'll see you know are you carrying your team yeah. to win while putting up that. That's what I'm saying. But nowadays, like it's almost as if none of that matters. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's like for me, it's it's tough for me to even consider the MVP award legit. I think it matters, but I think like people are so accustomed to seeing the numbers that LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Giannis put up that it's expected of them. And if they don't put up the numbers they put up for as long as they did, then it's mm-hmm. like, well, you're having a disappointing season, even if it's not a disappointing season. Right. But in regards to 
what Jay said about DeRozan being kind of a boring player. He's not a boring player, but he is to the casual NBA fan because the casual NBA fan turns in for highlight dunks. They turn in for Stephen Curry launching threes from half court and making them whenever he wants to. And DeRozan's like your typical old school basketball player. Calls for the ball in isolation, dribbles to the mid-range spot, and just hits mid-range jumpers like the 1990s. And people don't watch that kind of basketball anymore. They don't want to see that kind of basketball anymore because it's not exciting to them, even though it's exciting that he's bringing back a very important part of the game 20 years ago when he's kind of turning it into an exciting part of the game right now. And then going to what Mike said about the but to the, but to the average fan, they're they're to, but to an average fan, Dustin, he's a freaking boring player. Yep. And then going back to what Mike said about how Derrick Rose won the MVP over LeBron in 2011, that's ultimately why I think DeMar DeRozan is going to win it this year. If the if he continues to play at the level he's playing over the first 40 games of the season, knowing that the Bulls have not played a single game healthy this year because Patrick Williams was lost for the season and three games in, Kobe White missed the first month of the season recovering from shoulder surgery, and then you had all these COVID issues. If the Bulls can get through all that, if DeRozan can keep playing the way he plays, and if Chicago secures the top seed in the Eastern Conference, DeMar DeRozan will win the MVP much like Derrick Rose did just because of the persona of how the Bulls were supposed to finish as opposed to where they finished. Mm. Um, real quick, because you you brought up real a quick point. I just wanted to. Go ahead. My bad, my bad. I'm lagging, yeah. pride. <laughs> so you, you already started going, but real quick, I just wanted to add this because they said don't add Giannis to that top player stat. Do you guys realize Giannis, if he does it this year, will have four years in a row of tw- a minimum of 26 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists? So get out of here. My thoughts on Giannis are well documented, so I'm not, I'm not even gonna go there. That's my dog. Again, I'm not I'm not even gonna right. touch on that. I'm gonna be a good noodle. But um, Chris, let me get you. Uh, let me get your thoughts real quick, and after this, um, we'll move on. Um, so obviously, to kind of piggyback off of what Dustin said, um, Demar Derozan, he has you know he relies a lot on the mid range, right? Don't you think it's kind of hypothetical? Because one of the main reasons people love Chris Paul is because he can work the mid-range. Don't you think it's a little hypocritical for people to call DeMar DeRozan boring for using the mid-range and then in the same breath be sucking Chris Paul for when it comes to the mid-range doing the same thing? Now, I'm not talking about being an overall player. I'm just talking about from the mid-range don't you think it's hypocritical to love Chris Paul for it and knock DeMar DeRozan for it? Yeah, it's uh, real hypocritical. And I just saw somebody in the comment saying that uh, if uh, DeRozan's the MVP comment and if you're going by the uh, team's winning, that uh, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, yeah, Chris Paul should be a, Chris Paul should be in the conversation. But DeRozan, with his uh, short his mid range game, he's a uh, the Bulls are winning, and the Bulls went like you said. The Bulls wasn't expected to be winning like they are. The Suns are expected to be a top team in the league. So Chris Paul's just doing what we expect him to do. Mm. And I, th- yeah. I think the analytical stuff's got a little overboard. I like the I like the Rosen and the guys that'll still shoot the mid range and not all about threes all the time. Yeah. Um, someone says I'm confused. How's Demar MVP candidate with the same stack uh, same stats as Zach Levine? Man. What are we doing here? 
What are we doing? Here? Whoever wants it, you know, just I just I just want to know. Right, well, I just want to know what the beef is. I I um I don't understand, you know, what what uh why people uh, push against DeMar to being in the conversation. Um mm. Now, the reason why he should be in the conversation to, to talk about the Zach Levine comparison, mm-hmm. Zach Levine was there last year. Um, Zach Levine has been there for a few years. He's been doing his thing. DeMar DeRozan was added to a team full of snipers and still can, consistently brought his career average with them and improved it. Right. And people thought one. and people for thought two. that Levine and DeRozan wouldn't mix well together. And oh, it was the worst duo. It was Correct. the worst. And all, all, of sudden, right? all of a sudden, most people it are looking foolish they're, they're not they're not existing anymore, Dustin. Right. They don't exist. Those people anymore. They're not and, here. And and, and so <clears throat> the other thing. No, go ahead, Pride. No, because I I just want to say this real quick. Because people say good point. Because Zach is the best player on that team. That then piggybacks to what I was saying earlier. The best <clears throat> oh, player in that. the NBA doesn't always win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, to piggyback off of what Jay was saying, with just Zach Levine. No disrespect to him whatsoever. I'm not trying to be. But it's just a fact they couldn't get to the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan comes in, and you have Zach Levine deferring to, to DeMar DeRozan. Let that sink in. Zach Levine. Well, hold on. It's not Zach, Le- it's not Zach deferring to. No, no, no. no. They, I'm, they not, now I'm not saying that in a way. What I was getting, I was getting at is when DeRozan comes in, he's now the engine. They had all the special performance parts. They didn't have an engine. And DeRozan is the engine. Yep. He's the one that makes this fucking shit go. Excuse my French. Yeah, Zach Levine was, Zach Levine was the, the best player on that team for the last four years. Right. Correct. Now he is the second best player on that team and the best shot creator because he's really the only one that can kind of create his own shot on right. that team. Right. But if you look at how everything has gone since DeMar DeRozan's been there, who was the one taking the shots in the crunch time last year? Zach Levine. Who was the one taking shots in crunch time this year? DeMar DeRozan. Right. That Zach Levine wants the mega contract from Chicago to stay in Chicago. He wants this max deal. And being that he's on the verge of getting that max deal, he has also realized that he is no longer that top dog in Chicago this year and has accepted the fact that DeRozan is the best player on that team right now. And he's he's fine with it because he's going to go get his 27 to 30 points and not be talked about because DeMar DeRozan is doing the same exact thing. Right. And to Freddie's point, I think if you really look at it, too, and it's one of those situations where just because you're not the face of the team does not mean you're not the best player on that team. Now, the only reason Zach Levine is the face of this franchise is because he is the age of 26 years old. DeMar DeRozan, the longevity term of this is understanding this guy's 31 years old. He is not going to be here the next five to six years. Now, Zach Levine potentially could be, you know, so we're building around Zach. But DeMar is like what Jay said in just a less of a degree of it is, is what makes everything go. And, and, and he makes it run. And, and the thing is, I like Dustin's point, but I don't like Dustin's point. Because the most interesting thing about it is Zach still has taken shots in the crunch. Mm-hmm. Like he still – and that's not saying Dustin didn't say that. But like it's just to add on to it is, is that Zach doesn't give a shit. Like Zach's willing to take the shot, but he's also willing to let him do him. And DeMar, at the same time, he's willing to pass it out to Booch for three. He's willing to give it to Lonzo. He's willing to give it to anybody. I've seen him give it to Javante Green. Like, I, he doesn't Our care. Knows, though, to your, to your point real quick, Mike, DeMar knows 
he's been there in moments to know what it takes to win. And right. one thing that everyone needs on that team to win is to trust everyone. And that's right. one thing that he's, I think he's instilled in that team because before last year, it was Zach. It was Zach every fucking time. We knew what it was. Get out the way. Zach's going to live or die. Right. And now they don't know. You can't double Zach. You can't step right. up on him because everyone can hit it. And, and, and that's why DeRozan is so much bigger than just what the stats that people to the naked eye see. Right. And, and I want to I wanna also throw out there, probably before we – it's been a while we've been talking about DeRozan, but mm-hmm. you want to – someone wanted to throw – I believe it was TJ in the comments talking about – pardon me if I got your name wrong, but talking about, oh, well, how can he be an MVP candidate if he has the same stats as Levine? What's wrong with Levine's stats? He's a top five scorer in this league. He's averaging 27 points per game, and he's at number I think what he meant was – I think the point is – Why is he the most valuable? My point is, why can't both of them be candidates? Why not? Because I'm pretty sure – I got yeah, that's not what we talked about. Jamie Levine, look at me straight in the face and tell me if AD and LeBron were averaging the same amount of points right now, Freddie wouldn't be saying, it's a co-MVP award. Oh, yeah. You know Freddie be all about And then when we turn the show into a debate show, which is exactly what we don't want to do because we're informative. But if Freddie was here saying that, oh, yeah, it would quickly go all the way left. And he'd say, oh, no, I wouldn't. Yes, you would, bro. With a few few freeze-up frames and a lot of yelling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It would be talking in the two mics, and you could only hear one of them. Like that's the crazy. Jv Love, you almost killed me right now, bro. I almost choked up. And, and and real quick, this is listen, listen. And in terms of Demar, know how to win. He does to an extent. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, was he getting bounced out? But who was he getting bounced out to? Right. Let's not act like you know what I mean that he couldn't beat. Yeah, that's what we 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 all agree. That, you know what I mean? It was just LeBron, so you know, let's not act, let's not grab this and act like Demar Derozan is yeah. just some scrub who, you know, oh, he's not even like. Let's let's pump the no. brakes. I reason the reason I'm bringing up Demar Derozan, main reason, simple. Before Demar Derozan got there, how were they looking? Exactly. You feel me? Put Demar Derozan in there. All of a sudden, they're number one seed. It's all, it's all good, Pride. I'd be I'm, mad. I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, like if you listen, most valuable player. You, like Credit Billy Donovan and Arturis Karnisovas, too, for being most likely executive of the year and possibly coach of the year in the process, too, because Billy Donovan has really fit in well with this team since he's come there. And obviously the new front mm-hmm. office knows a thing or two about building winning basketball because Arturis did it in Denver, and now he's doing it in Chicago just two years later. Question. Um, real, real quick, Amon. I have, I have a million-dollar question. To get to the playoffs, you have to do what? You have to win. Okay. Yeah. So now from now on, right. how many times did the Raptors go to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you need to get there. You know what I mean? Now, has he won a championship? Nope. And let's I'm not gonna see it pretend that you know, has he been close a couple times? And listen, let's not front everyone on that team, they they all they all dropped the ball. But to sit here and pretend that oh yeah, he's not a winner, I mean to an extent, he is right. Because if you consistently make the playoffs, Chris, if I'm looking at this wrong, let me know. But to, if you consistently make the playoffs, you can't be a loser. Right. Oh, if you consistently make the playoffs, you're a winner. So you're, not, you're just not winning the big game yet. But he was get he was getting them there, and the only reason he, they didn't was like you said, LeBron James. Right. So 
And I'm just okay. curious. I'm just curious to why all the LeBron fans and all the Laker fans love to bring up, oh well, he doesn't know how to win. Well, it's a regular season award. The last time I checked, so as long as you're number one in the seedings, <laughs> Russell Westbrook know how to win. Russell Westbrook know how to win. Exactly. Ooh. What is Westbrook done? Exactly. Great point. I'm just, I'm just curious. One more time. What is, uh, what is, what is Westbrook's records in the finals? Mm. Oh, but how many mm. MVPs does he have? And when he brought the MVP, no one said nothing. Oh, that's crazy though. That's crazy though, right? Getting outplayed by Ricky Rubio. Dang. That's Laker, Lakers fans only say that because they wanted DeRozan on their team, and he chose mm. to go to Chicago over the Lakers. Well, well, no, well, hey, Lakers call it, call it for what it is. My man's from Compton. Was in Compton. Talking with the Lakers, Arturis came in, flew out himself, came in, said, you're coming with me. And we took yep. And you're mad. You're big mad, bro. And that's okay. It happens. Not to us, but it happens. I think I think Arturis got Alice Caruso on that same plane, too. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. DeRozan, you're coming with me. Who do you want to take from the Lakers with you? How about AC? All right, come on, Caruso, let's go. And we we came back two months later, took Mac McClung, and we left again. Like you can't touch us. We're not even What's it called? Lonzo, from what I heard, Lonzo was out there visiting too. So all three of them hopped on the plane and dipped too. Lonzo was out there. He wanted to hit up. He wanted to dap up AD and be like, yo, you know, no hard feelings. And then, you know, he saw me. He was like, you know what? AD, I never liked you anyway. He dipped. That's the rumor. I don't know whether or not it was true. I don't blame But you. moving on, um, I watched the game last night, the football game, Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. Funniest game I've ever seen in my entire life. It's very odd. 100% the funniest game I've ever – not funniest, <laughs> funniest. Like, I was in tears, bro. Like, Ben Roethlisberger was, like, crying, and I'm like, ha-ha. Like, I was – I was in so I was in so I was laughing so hard. This is this. I just want to throw this out there. I officially am posting a free agency. I'm hanging up my support for Baker Mayfield. I can't do it no more. I've been trying to defend him and Sam Darnold for the longest. It's taxing. I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. Go to sleep, right? It's okay. That's it. I just want to go to sleep. And they won't let me. So I, I'm giving up on Baker Mayfield. I'm giving up on Sam Darnold. I've been mentally preparing myself to try to defend him. It's rough. It's rough. I'm on. Um, let's start on Cleveland side of things. Baker Mayfield, how much responsibility does he have for the failure of a season the Cleveland Browns has went through? Well, he definitely has some blame, but I think you look at the injuries that he's gone through this year. He's had two soldier labrum tears. I don't even know what a soldier labrum is, to be honest with you. And I don't know how you tear that. <laughs> well, this is your shoulder. This is your labrum. All right. Awesome. Okay, Thank you. Man, you're, you win, it. Greg. You win, Greg. You win. <laughs> he had two of them. He, he, the first time he had it, he sat for one week, came back and played a month later. He tore it again. Then came back a month later. He missed, he actually, he played only, missed only one game, came back, then strained his knee against the Patriots, missed only one game and came back. So he, he kept fighting for this team. So when you talk about them losing, yes, but Baker Mayfield didn't have his best year because, not because he declined. 
but because he was hurt, his body couldn't support. You saw he couldn't put the ball where he wanted to. The throws yesterday, there was a couple of times where there was a couple of sticks that he missed, and you never see Baker Mayfield miss those because his accuracy has been his biggest strength. Since he's come into the league, he hasn't thrown for under 3,000 yards, and that includes – or excuse me, 30,000 yards. That includes this year. Excuse me, 3,000. I don't know why I keep saying 30. 3,000 yards. <laughs> Not 30,000. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense. 3,000 oh, yards. He hasn't thrown under 3,000 yards. And this is his lowest year throwing. And he still had 3,000 yards. Right. Uh, last year was his best season at 3,500 yards with 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Again, he has some share to blame. But how about Kevin Stefanski not running the ball? How do you run the ball only 12 times with an injured Baker Mayfield last night? And that's consistent. We talk about Matt Nagy making bad play calling. Kevin Stefanski coming off this coach of the year feels like the coach of the year just ruins your mind. Because after Matt Nagy won that coach of the year, he started making bad play call. And now Kevin Stefanski, same thing. He's he's not calling it well because, again, Nick Chubb only ran it 12 times last, last night. How do you run 12 times last night? And every time he ran it, he had a 4.8 yards of carry. Right. So I don't think you can throw all the blame at Baker Mayfield. Now, is he perfect? No. He needs to stop doing all those commercials and start again in the film room a little bit. But he the injuries have backed him up this year, and I'm still ready to give him one year to still prove what he can do. Jay, um, are you going to give him one more year, or do you think uh, that uh, Baker Mayfield just ain't it? I just think I just think that Baker Mayfield's not it. I think he's had time to prove, man. I mean, it, I, I get this year. I mean, this year he has reasons because of the injuries. I get that. I will say one thing about Baker: he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. You know, he's not. You know, he'll go out there and give you everything he's got, and that's and that's a good and that's a plus for him. The problem is everything he's got isn't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's good enough to get them where they need to go. You know, I mean, that he he couldn't get the ball to to Odell Beckham. He couldn't get you know, which which by arguably is one of the better receivers in the league. Right. You know, in terms of talent and what he had to provide, he just could. But he couldn't do anything with that. And I mean, I just don't. I just I think that I, I think with Baker Mayfield, I think he's a. I think he's about a five hundred plus quarterback. You know, he'll get you eight and eight, you know, nine and nine, whatever the case may be, but he's not going to get you anywhere beyond that. And I think if if the Browns are trying to get beyond, you know, just being an average team to being a great team, I don't think Baker Mayfield is the guy that's going to get you there. Mm. Mike, you have been one of his biggest haters. You've been anti-Baker since the beginning. Um, you couldn't stand him. You said he was dog water. You said you wanted to punch him in his throat. You said he should be cut, that he's not a professional. I ain't never you said, said he should that be he's cut, a waste of Hold on now. Hold on, Michael. Michael. All right. Pride word. Pride word. <laughs> but you were saying all this stuff. Yes. So explain to me why all of a sudden. So I'm getting a vibe from you that you want to defend Baker. And it's interesting it is. because you and I have switched. As the table. You were screaming forward. it was his fault what happened with OBJ. And I'm protecting Baker. And here we are. Mike, what, what, what's going on with the switch? My thing, first of all, let's talk about his game before anything. As a Bears fan, Jay McLovin knows because I love to say this. I am the biggest and most knowledgeable person when it comes to mediocrity at the quarterback position. Yeah, and that's true. You've had a lot of it. Name one. Name one that wasn't in my 22 years of life. Justin Fields doesn't really count. It's a rookie, still mediocre. It is what it is. It'll come when it comes. 
I'm waiting on it. But prior to that, I've never seen a good quarterback ever. And to me, I stood by this. I said it all year. He is a Hollywood and more glamified Mitchell Trubisky. And there's no difference between the two. And, and that's really what Baker Mayfield is. If Baker Mayfield was, you know, a little bit more athletic, I'll give it to him. Okay, you're better than Mitch. But you're really not. Like, you're missing your reads. You're not hitting these opportunities. I've seen plenty and plenty of time and time again of Jimmy Graham or Allen Robinson being wide open and this guy not even looking in his direction. And I saw the same thing with Odell Beckham. Now, here's where I somewhat defend it. Again, you know, our boy on the top made a great point, and, I w- and he beat me to it. You only rush the ball with one of the best running back duos 12 times. And the problem is when you have an X tight end and a Y tight end like that and Austin Hooper and Najoku, and you're not utilizing them at all. Now, remember, Austin Hooper with the Atlanta Falcons was a Pro Bowl caliber type tight end. And now I haven't seen one highlight of the guy since he went to Cleveland. I haven't seen one thing about Austin Hooper in so long, and and you're not utilizing him at all. So I don't know if that's the game plan. I don't know if that's the chemistry with him between him and Baker, but it's definitely a problem. Now, my thing, Pride, where I switched was when the conversation is between – here's where it all happens. My thing was never Baker's a problem. My thing was Baker's mentality and Odell were both a problem, and and they were a problem into that sense. Now, Baker could have easily sat in there and talked to Odell and been that QB1. A QB1 is supposed to be that guy to hold everyone accountable, to be able to say, I got your back no matter what, whereas Baker just – and Odell as well, because Odell played a role in it too. You're supposed to be the franchise player. You're supposed to be the wide receiver generational talent, and you and your QB1 aren't communicating. Like, you two needed to be grown-ass men. And you just weren't. You were hiding from each other in the locker room. You were avoiding each other, giving each other dirty looks, making Instagram posts, this, this, and that. It's just one of those situations to me where I said, as a leader, Baker's not that guy. Baker is not a QB1 by any means. Now, QB2, sure. Johnny Manziel, perfectly fine. But if you're trying to win championship football, he's not that guy. And when you are getting compared athletically and talent-wise to Mitchell Trubisky and you have the personality of Johnny Manziel, you're gone, bro. Like, they're, they're not one of those things. If it was vice versa, if you had the personality of Mitchell Trubisky and the talent of Johnny Manziel, perfectly fine. But you have the worst of both worlds. And, and that's the biggest problem to me with Baker is I'm not a hater on the stats. Like, he, he's not a bad quarterback. No, but, he is. 185, two touches and two picks. That's mediocrity at its right. finest. Guess what? We've seen we've seen Big Ben do that all year long, and everyone's praising him at the end of the game. You know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, I get that. So I, I think it's a situation, though, where you just look at it, and the key is consistency. Like, you can have bad games, but the problem is you don't have winning games. You always put up these numbers. You always put up at the end of the year. It's like Russell Westbrook. I think the same thing. I'm a big Russ guy, but at the, I have to call it for what it is at the end of the day is – you know, at the end of the day, I know your regular season numbers are going to look cool, but that's all it's ever going to be. So I think your best shot, honestly, in my opinion, is is you you expand your options, expand your horizons. Now, maybe you give them another year, but if, you know, if the truth with Aaron Rodgers and Sean Watson and, and Russell Wilson are all true, I would want to be in the fold for every single one of those guys. Whether you can get them or not, realistically, I don't know if any of them would want to go to Cleveland. But you have to take that opportunity to at least shop at, what, is he 25, 26-year-old quarterback? Because there's still a lot of potential there. So I think you shop him. Uh, and if you can't move him, that's perfectly fine. Like, I wouldn't trip about it, but I wouldn't extend him. Hmm. Chris, 
Um, obviously, you know, people are saying, you know, the tour labrum, um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Amon, check me if I'm wrong. I think he did. It's the same one that he tore. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He was out the week, came back, um, and then it was the same exact one. So, Chris, the reason I'm giving up on Baker Mayfield is just the inconsistency. I thought, and I said this before, I thought you could win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. I really did. Um, now, I, I don't I don't think you can. Is it fair to blame solely the injury? Because, again, Baker has shown these inconsistent performances in the past when he was healthy. So this year, do you blame it solely on the um, on the injuries, or do you think it's just this is just who Baker Mayfield is, and we need to accept it? I think it's who Baker Mayfield is. The injury might have a little bit to do with it, but he's not. I mean, like uh, he said, he's still putting up about the same numbers as he has been. It just seems like when it's winning time, that he he throws that big interception or makes that turnover instead of helping his team win. I think a lot of the misconception with Baker was that he got. He got drafted too high. He should have never been the number one pick in the draft. And so we all hold him to the expectations of a number one draft pick. Well, really, he's more like a Mitch Trubisky. Well, Mitch Trubisky got overdrafted too. But to me, Case, to me, Baker Mayfield isn't a whole lot better than Case Keenum, who the Browns have on who ha, Browns have on their roster. He's just a glorified Case Keenum to me. You win, Gridian. You win because y'all don't understand. Gritty Yuki has been screaming at me this entire time. That he, you know, that Baker Mayfield wasn't that dude, and I kept trying to hold out faith. So, um, you know, you win, you win. Um, but my bad, Chris. Go ahead, uh, continue. Yeah, but I, yeah, to me, uh, he's just a glorified Case Keenum. Because if you look at Case Keenum's numbers when he was starting, they're they're no they're uh, not worse than Baker. But Case Keenum actually led a team to a NFC Championship game. Not that he'd done all the work, but. He had a big part in that that year in Minnesota, where you can't Let's not forget Casey Keenum came out of U of H. Baker Mayfield came out of Oklahoma. Yes, <laughs> I mean, come that, on, that man. damn. Yeah, I mean that that does matter. Um, now I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna look over on the Pittsburgh side of things. Um, <clears throat> I've never in my life have seen a guy go 24 for 46 for 123. Um, his average was under three. <laughs> under three. The moment under three yards. He had a QBR of 11. Somehow had a worse QBR than Baker. I don't know how. That's talent. But this was, <laughs> I was told this was a phenomenal goodbye game for, for Ben Roethlisberger. What a talent. Pittsburgh is going to be scared to move on from him. Bro, if I know better, I blinked. I thought that was Mason Rudolph. <sighs> Complete utter disrespect, or disrespect intended, by the way. Because this right here, and again, I understand Ben Roethlisberger is old. But this is the same dude who told his teammates, look, man, I'm, uh, I'm leaving Pittsburgh, but I'm going to still explore. Right. This is the same dude who said that. You ain't exploring shit. For his safety and well-being, he better not. <laughs> For his safety and well-being. I, I, I said this before. I am genuinely worried. I wholeheartedly believe this. is Someone won't give this man a job. 
as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think I'm telling you right now, who someone would who would give him a who would give him a starting job? I think I, somebody I, would reach. I think somebody would reach. I think the whoever only, can't get he, Russ, whoever can't get Aaron Rodgers, whoever can't get Deshaun Watson, because whoever can't get any of those dudes, someone finna settle. Right. I think I'm the only that. team that you really look at for me is the Broncos and the Texans. To me, are the only teams that would are, are in a position to where you look at your quarterback room and say. I'd rather have any of you guys than than Big Ben. Now it's it's a situation. Even Taylor Heineke, I would take Taylor Heineke over over Big Ben right now. Anyways, like at least he knows the system. At least they know he works. You know he's mobile ish. Um, you know you look at it though. The Texans, they need somebody. They need some somebody to help sell jerseys. They need help somebody to sell tickets. So maybe maybe that's a thing. Um, but even then, like why would Ben do that? You're not winning football games. So he still it's he's good. Right, but if you're not winning football games, then why would you do it? So it doesn't make sense. But well, but he's good because because he believes <laughs> Zach what he do. <laughs> but uh, it, the reason is well, this is just probably he believes probably thinks that he's still good enough, right. at least at the time anyway. Now, hopefully he doesn't still have that feeling. Hopefully somebody sat him down and said, "Look, man, I understand you feel like you're good, but you're not." Um, do you think he'd be a backup? No. No way. His ego is way too big. Way too big. If Tom Brady was playing like this, you think Tom Brady would be a backup? No. Oh, hell no. Drew Brees was playing horribly. They offered him a backup role, and Drew Brees said, I'm out. No, I'm out. He did real quick. Ben Roethlisberger ain't going to be your backup. No, no. way. The only, way. the only way he goes to a team is if they start him. Now, what's what's that contract look like, though? Of, a minimum. That minimum. That's yeah. that's the like, thing. That minimum. And he'll take that. He I don't think he would. I don't think he would. You said it perfectly though. That ego is so big. If you're not really getting starter money, he's not going to take it. Nah, but but uh, but the way he's going to look at it is, I'll sacrifice some of that starter money to get a team that could win. Because how much is he getting paid this year? Right, but what? Like I said though, what team that's winning takes a chance on? A legit team. Yeah, like not not Broncos, not Texans. Like, well, league. I mean, the Broncos, the Broncos are a quarterback away. Yeah, let's just be honest with them. Right, but They're you're bringing a in quarterback Big Ben, away. who is not a quarterback right now. You said what? You're bringing in Big Ben, who's not a quarterback right now. But again, we're talking about how we see Big Ben. Big Ben still sees himself as right. that dude. Right, but who do you think, other than those two teams, would would take a shot at him? Like, I already really- said this. I already said this. You already know who I'm gonna say. Don't do it. You already know. Who I'm you already know who I'm gonna say, and I already you guys already yelled at me for it, and I'm 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 still I still fear that that what I said earlier is gonna is gonna happen. Right? If you say Green Bay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, no way, no way. I was I was gonna exit. No, I was gonna exit. Well, maybe. <laughs> Hold on, no, because come to think about it, his number one receiver would be Devontae Adams, a guy you can just throw short to. Kind of the same thing with Michael Thomas, maybe, but I don't think that'll happen. Hey, he ain't no slam boy. He ain't no slam boy. But he can run slants. Michael Thomas ain't no slam boy. Knock it off. You ain't. He ain't no slam boy. Slam boy. Slam boy. Whatever. I mean, look, I I don't know. Maybe Big Ben still thinks he's that dude. I don't know. I I just never seen. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If Mike Clinton can have a job. But as a backup. As a backup. No way. No, 
No, no, no. Mike Glennon's a backup. I think that's. Hey, no, 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 no. Mike Glennon is a fair, is a franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. But <laughs> well, pride, pride. I'm gonna, start hyping up, I'm gonna hype up Mike Glennon like he's the second coming to Tom Brady. Just oh, to to Did the Bears sense. hype him up like that too, though? No, who? We were so upset. We were so the bear, upset. The Bears hyped up Mike Glennon like that, didn't they pay no, him? Before, no, before they no. The front no, office. They were no, that's what I'm saying. The front office. I'm saying yeah, the front yeah, office. They paid, they paid a lot of money before they drafted him. I don't know who got hyped up more, Mike Glennon or Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know which one got hyped up more. Mike, you're a fan, you're, so you might be able to tell us. In more. all honesty, it was neither. Like, Justin Ooh. Justin is the first quarterback to really excite everybody from the grip. Like, off rip, everyone wanted it to go. Now, I remember draft night with Mitchell Trubisky. I was a, I'm was a Tar Heels fan and a Clemson fan. Like, I remember watching that happen, looking at Deshaun Watson being on the board. I ain't even going to lie to you. I really didn't even know who Patrick Mahomes was. I'm not going to be one of those guys that lies and tells everybody I was a diehard since day one. Had no idea who the hell you were. Sorry, my fault, Patrick. But – it's a situation to where I was like, so that guy just won a national championship and we just took the guy that won 12 games. No one hyped Mitch. Even after the 12 and four season, we were like, I have no idea if Mitch is good or not. And and that's the same situation with big Ben right now is like, okay, well we know what you did. And let's say, you know, throughout his NFL career is different than college, but you're not that guy by any means anymore. After that, I would say since 2019, since that elbow surgery, you haven't been the same. So I look at it like that. And and really, realistically, I think the league is in a weird place right now. Pride, and maybe you guys agree with me on the panel that pretty much every team relatively has their quarterback of the future outside of maybe two or three of them. And, and yeah. I really see the teams that don't outside of the Broncos taking it. Like, I don't see why the Texans would pay – big Ben money I don't see because they they don't give a shit like they, they don't even know what they're doing like you know what I mean they're just handing guys out and and letting guys go for nothing like they're uh Watt Hopkins Watson everybody can go it's perfectly fine but it, it is what it is um but yeah I just I don't see anybody in this position right now that's really like I'm gonna take a chance on big Ben unless shit gets really bad and and I don't think that happens yeah Come on. Where does Pittsburgh go from here? Because I'm well, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, bro. Because you were just having too much fun, Pride. Bro, look, man, I'm telling you this right now. First of all, when, ben, <laughs> listen, when Big Ben Roethlisberger has a job, and again, I already told y'all the team I thought he was going to. I, I think I'm going to say this right now. I wholeheartedly believe that it's, it's going to be a stretch. Pride, you still a never told me where you think he's going. The 49ers. We, I, I, me, you, and sis had this conversation. Bro, I know. Look, you're man. Still, you're still standing by it. I, I, yes, I'm still standing by it. I'm still standing by it. Someone someone call Trey. Someone call Trey. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just feel a debate just stirred up. I, no, 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 no. That's no, the forecast. No, 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 the forecast. I'm just curious if anything no, changed. I'm not going to say nothing because, you know, then I'm going to get yelled at because it's supposed to be just informative, and but we're supposed to entertain, but I, I can't do my job. But my job. The, the reason I'm saying that I believe that will happen, right? They listen, the Niners don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. If you're going to tell me Trey Lance is ready after one de- decent game. I don't know what to tell you. I think he's ready going into next season. I wouldn't say he's ready right now. No. Why not? Well, how do you get better? I thought they had to play Trey Lance. 
you you don't get better without experience. So you're gonna have to play. Nah, but Jay, Jay, you said what? You're gonna have to play. Play Mahomes got better going in the year too. That's my point. Yeah, they were better play entering the league, the league than Trey Lance. We got to have to play Lance, Hold on. Trey Lance took a whole year off from college. We need to remember that. Mm. He's chilling. We, I'm just saying we need to keep that in context. Like, I hear you, but I think this kid might actually surprise a lot of people. And he might. He Listen, I'm not saying that he's going to be a bona fide scrub. Don't get it twisted. Mm. You ain't gonna hear no no rant that he's gonna be the next um Call me, right. the next Sam Darnold. I'm buying a Trey Lance jersey right now. You you they go ahead. All I'm saying, buy the kid another year. Being bringing Big Ben on a cheap deal. I think that's fair. I think that's he's, valid. You could say on a cheap one year deal. Listen, no matter who your quarterback is, let's be honest, bro. You're still gonna have Debo in the backfield, bro. Right. At this point, just make him the running back, goddammit. Now, but here's the thing though. But how does it but how does bringing in Roethlisberger for the Niners. How does that help them? Right. But I told Mike this. I told Mike this. I believe mm. wholeheartedly that Big Ben, the stipulation they're going to have to bring him in is that he helps Trey Lance. And he tries to pass down some of his knowledge. See, but that that's going cool. to be, that's the linchpin that is going to make or break that, that the whole thing. I still Mike doesn't think he'll do that. Like, I think if that's the case, bring him in as a quarterback's coach. Why do you got to bring him in as a player? That doesn't make because no sense Because he won't do that. Or even a consultant. He won't do that. He yeah. won't do that. Because if he were to do that, why would he leave Pittsburgh? Right, he would just stay in pit. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he'll ever be a quarterback coach. Or well, wait, same thing with I, Drew Brees. I, I, maybe, same thing with maybe Drew Brees. He maybe he wouldn't stay in pit, though. Because when you look at that quarterback room without Ben in it, it's kind of like I, Ben's not coaching that shit. Ben's not coaching. No. I mean, well, you got you you got a a, a Deshaun Haskins or, or, or Dwayne. I'm Joy. sorry, I keep calling him Dwayne Haskins. Who you know? Um, look how we ended up Washington. Do with right. that information as you will. But pride, do you the same thing? Nah, we got let's go back to it though. Like not my, I still have the same problem with it. Is one, mm. I I think Lance would have to play regardless because when you're playing the Rams twice a year, when you're playing Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams twice a year, when you're playing you know Chandler Jones and JJ Watt and 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 Isaiah Thomas and or not Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Simmons and those boys twice a year, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, I don't think Ben survives. I don't think Ben survives healthy. I, we said the same thing about it this year. Right, but it's so much more different in the West. It's so much more. Don't get it twisted. I know it's better, but all I'm saying is, like, um, the Niners have a better um, offensive line than Pittsburgh. Right, for sure. So they might be able to, you know what I mean? Ben only helps you so much. Ben doesn't help himself get out of the way. That's where my problem. And the second problem is really Jay McLovin. I kind of want to, I kind of want your take. And Chris, it's, for me, I don't really see, and, and it's so disrespectful, but I don't see what Ben really teaches Trey because their play styles are two completely different. Exactly. Yeah, one's a pocket passer, really and the other one has some mobility to him. So, no, but, but okay, hold on, hold like, on, like, right, right. Yeah, I'm out saying, of your mind because it is no. What I'm saying is mobile. Trey, Trey is not a passing first quarterback, though. Trey is he's just not. an athlete. So, okay, so, an athlete. so so we would agree that he needs to work on his passing and, and maybe you know what I mean. And part right. of the passing would be decision making and breaking down the the, the, the defense. Correct. Right. Thank but you for coming what, to my TED talk. My thing is though, why would Ben do that? It's never been him. It's never been him. Maybe he wants to. Who knows? Who knows? I did say that's the linchpin. 
And maybe he just says, fuck it, I'm sick and tired of Pittsburgh. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's sick of Pittsburgh. And he's like, I don't want to be here. I, I hate it here. Mike Tomlin, I hate you. I never liked you. You're a bum. I hate you. You know what I mean? Mason Rudolph, he's still got a dent. Dwayne Haskins, go break COVID protocols. I don't know. Maybe he don't want me in Pittsburgh. Maybe he wants the warm weather. Maybe he wants to assault another broad. I don't know, I hear you, bro. I I hear you, bro. I'm just saying, we can't say that, oh, he's not going to take a backup job because of his ego and then say that he's going to go be a mentor. Like, he still has that ego at the end of the day. He's not going to mentor. He's going to be a mentor, but he's starting, though. But he's not. We, need, we, need, we all just need to come back to planet Earth and realize that Big Ben, this is he's hanging it up at the end of the year. I don't. I don't. Anybody thinks he's not hanging up at the end of the year? No disrespect. No disrespect. But you're a moron. No disrespect. But you're a moron. Coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yep. That's cool. That's cool. But all I'm saying, this is all I'm saying. I'll take Big Ben. You said what? What? You said you'll take Big Ben? I ain't say nothing. Hasn't <laughs> so had many chances that he effed it up. He's like, and, and look, and here's the thing: like, I don't, I don't listen, man. I, I, I don't know how to feel about Dwayne Haskins. I like Dwayne. I just feel like he's an idiot. No, but that's what he really saying. is. He, 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 he just makes bad choice. Not no, only is he having a rough time playing on the field, but he has a hard time off the field. And yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like on the field, you know, he, he's not. I the think best. he could have panned out. Yeah, he could. It was a potential for there. It was potential right. where he, where I knew it was, I knew it was downhill. I think it was his first start, yeah, and selfie, he got bro. the win. You, you said what? He started taking selfies yeah, when they went out to me, and they had to trot the backup. They had to put the backup yeah. out there to take to take the final knee because they couldn't find Dwayne. He's over there with the fans taking pictures. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, and I understand. You know, it's your first win. I get it. You know, like you're excited, but it's like you need to have a little bit of, you know awareness you know and again like you said mike he had potential he really did he, he had all the potential in the world but the more mistakes he made the more it was like at this point we can't like one thing that kills your potential is your is your off the field mistakes because the only like tolerance matches production right and if i have to hope you give me this production but I know you're giving me this much problem. Right. It, it it becomes a, it becomes a conflict, right? And so we know, like it's like look at Baker. Like Baker got arrested before the draft, and 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 he had all these off the field issues, you know, in college, and with just partying and being that guy. But once he got to the NFL, you don't see that side of Baker anymore. He grew up, and and Dwayne is still living in this college frat fraternity type mentality. That I hate guys like that, but you know, it is what it is. But it's it's a situation to where sometimes guys just don't grow out of that until like age forty, and even then they're still douchebags. Like that that could just be who Dwayne is as a person. And I'm not going on here to personally attack Dwayne, um, but my man, like you still haven't learned anything. There were still still like some conflicts with COVID breaking pro COVID protocol, and I, I'll give them that because it is a very very easy thing to break. But it was in the fashion of where you were breaking it was oh you went out clubbing. Like it wasn't oh I went to go see my mom. Or, or, oh, I was in town, I went to go see my family, and I broke COVID mm -hmm. protocols. You were clubbing at a strip club, and, and that's what it was. Like, let's be real. During COVID, like, dude, like, what, what are we doing? You're a, you're a millionaire. You're a first-round draft pick, and you're at a strip club in the middle of Ohio? Like, what, what, are, we, what, are, we, what are we talking about? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me.
And Pride, uh, I think that addresses your thing. I'm oh, sorry. Go for it. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Um, someone said, so a bad Big Ben is still better than Haskins. Why did uh, Pittsburgh sign him waste of money? Uh, you just a gamble. I mean, simple. Um, Mac Jones is better than Brian Hoyer. So why do we have him on the roster? Yeah, there you go. Why did the Bears have Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Justin Fields? As the backup. Why? All just in case something back. happens. All of them are backups. <laughs> Yeah, this is a road for the war. Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and look, again, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Dwayne. I don't, because again, do I want to give him a chance? I do, because let's be honest. In terms of playing the game of football, he's he's better than Mason Rudolph, and it's not even close. Right, it's not even close. Not at all. Mason got his own problems too. Man. Throwing the ball 50 times, you expect to win. Like, come on, do better. Like I said, this is, this is a Mason Rudolph stat line. What are we doing here? Oh, I wasn't talking about that, but go off. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. He wanted to be a, a Ben Roethlisberger 2.0. My bad. Mm, yeah. A little, little bit, a little bit. Oh, a lot of bit, a lot of bit. Not in, bit. And not in the way not in the way you want to be, Big Ben. Yeah, nuh-uh. Ben Ben 2.0, yeah, he, he, and he lucky. If he was starting, we'd be killing him. Whoa, what do you mean the Mac Joe slander? Whoa! <laughs> Joe Slander. Maxie. Hold on now. What do you mean? Mike. Mike. Have I once in my life ever slandered Michael McCorkle Jones? Ever. That's his name. That's, That's his, his legit name. government. Swear to God. Jesus Trace. Um, uh, excuse me? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you better watch it. You got a lame like Justin Fields, so generic. McCorkle. That's really <laughs> Justin Fields at Soldier Field, bro. It's just, don't talk it's whack, corny, don't played out. Played out. Let me ask you a question. What, what, what's uh, Justin Fields' little name? Exactly. Corny, whack, none, boring, McCorkle. That's my dude. McCorkle something keep pop cork bottle, bro. What are we doing, bro? He about yo. He about. Pause. Pause. That sounded so off. That sounded so. I was trying to make champagne bottles. Pause. Bro. Oh, pause. Pause. I feel like I feel like oh, I feel like Charles Barkley when he did the um when Shaq was like did the Shaq soda one. Yo, I feel like him. Pause. 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 Yeah, that's Pause. that's that's going on the TikTok. That's Damn, homie. Don't do me like that, Mike. It's so. It's explain been how I tried to slander Trey Lance gradient. Explain, because I didn't say he was horrible. I know Kizzy though. No Kizzy though. You you low key just a little bit. Just but how? Bit. But how? Explain, because I'm saying he's not ready. My thing was my thing with Trey is to say he's not ready is is the same conversation as saying that oh well, we don't know if Patrick Mahomes was going to be ready we don't know if Lamar Jackson was going to be ready but they had to. no they had a better they had a better starting point than right. him they had they had, they had a better starting point Patrick really didn't though Patrick yes played. he did because everyone said you know you give this guy one year and he'll be he he got potential there were some people saying that not not a lot but they, there were some people saying that. Right, but the thing is, he still only played two games all in dead time, and, and it really didn't mean anything. And, and the same thing with Trey Lance is he's played several games, but not, never to that really extent. And to say, oh, well, he missed a year of college, he was still doing all activities. He just didn't want to play due to COVID. And, and we've seen guys time and time again still performing really well who opted out. Like one of those – who was it at LSU that opted out? I didn't say that. Year? I didn't Jamar say that. Jamar Chase, like Pride. Mac Jones was better than Brian Hoyer. Yeah, I don't know what Zach is. Zach is doing. No, no, you know what he's talking about because somebody said Zach's just having a day. Zach's. Oh, okay. Because I know. I just want to clarify. 
because someone said this. So a big, a bad big bet is still better than Haskins. Right. Why did Pittsburgh sign him? That's a waste of money. He was referring to Haskins. And I was basically saying, right, Joe, yeah, right now, I believe it's better than Brian Hoyer, but you still have a backup just in case something happens to your starter. Right. But my thing pride yeah. is, though, we, we we say, oh, well, he missed a year at college, but Jamar Chase didn't play his final year at LSU. And, now- and, and I understand that. But again, you couple that with the fact that you have an average Jimmy Garoppolo that the organization, the organization is already giving up on. And if you don't believe me, why do you think they done trade up to go get Trey Lance? What? Trade, I'm sorry. When um when they because I, I was Chicago the trade up when they had that pick they could have gotten a receiver. No, they traded up too. Uh, yeah. When they trade? Oh no, yeah, they, they traded up. Uh, they don't have a pick next year either. That yeah, yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, they, they gave yeah. a couple. I but forgot. I think it was. I think it was Miami had the pick originally, right? Yes, I think so. Yes. But again, you you trade to get it, and now look at you to go get a backup. When's the last time you trade for a backup? See, but that's the thing, though. You didn't trade for a backup. You traded for a guy that you knew you were going to groom for a year. And and that's really how I think. Well, so you have to groom him. So you got to groom him. They did. So that goes to my point that what? He wasn't? I'm telling you this, though. I'm saying going into year two, how are we going to say he's not ready when you've been in the program for over a year? Now the reins are yours. And you could base it off of that. Now, if he's still not ready and he still looks like dog shit, that's a different conversation. But to say this guy's not going to be ready just because of, oh, he didn't play in college, like that, that is what no, it is. Again, I'm, I'm not just saying here. that. I'm coupling it with everything else that's happening. I think they, they, they want to like get Nick. him. And you have a Jimmy Garoppolo, who the organization doesn't believe in no more. You have the perfect opportunity to start him. I think Trey Lance is kind of like. I think Trey Lance is going to be kind of like Baker Mayfield, where he got he got drafted too high. Whoa! I think it's too. I mean, that, listen. I mean, let's be honest. That's a, that. I understand where you're coming from with that. That is a yeah. potential because there is going to be pressure, right? Especially Trey Lance and, and Fields. Yeah, but and I, listen, I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be a scrub. I'm not saying that. Right. But to sit here and pretend, oh yeah, as soon as you put him in there, boom, he's good. Like, come on, it's like that right there is ridiculous. Right. If the kid was ready, they wouldn't be treating him like like the Saints are treating Taysom Hill. Right. But would you? If would the you kid, hold on. If the kid really was your guy, right? Why would you keep an average Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he got you. To the question I ask, and no one's no one's listening to me, bro. But he got you to the Super Bowl. So why can't you do it again? Because they don't. Because they don't trust him, bro. But it, yeah, what I'm saying is though. He knows the system better than anybody. And the, the interesting thing with the 49ers to me, not to keep going on this, but it's they are in win now. Yeah, mode. Green, I didn't say right now. What is he right now? When Jimmy Garoppolo was in the lineup, what does that mean? What does that mean? He's back up. It, do with that information as you will. Right now he's a backup. But Pride, my point is when you're still contending, you're not going to force your hand and try to now here's the thing with the Patriots. The Patriots have a situation where they're contending, but Mac Jones is actually your best option. Where Trey Lance, now by playing him, it can go 50-50. One, the kid can get hurt. Two, he could not be ready and you can ruin his development. Or three, you could end up having a losing season. With Jimmy, you don't care if he gets hurt. They've proven that time and time again. Two, you're still contending because you went to the Super Bowl with them before. And three, he understands the system better than Trey, so why wouldn't you use that hand? You let Trey learn. You let Trey develop. If you're, you're doing what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields right now, I think it honestly hurts Justin. 
And I was a guy who wanted Justin to play, but it's hurting Justin Fields. The fact that one week he's starting, the next week he's not. The one week he's starting, the next week he's not. It's better if you were just sitting on the sideline. To me, come on. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. Um, I'm I'm be honest. I'm I'm not a smart dude. You know me. I try to go to college, and I I couldn't do it. I'm not smart. Mom, would you would you trade up and give up a couple picks to trade up to be third to draft the backup quarterback? Not a backup. No, but no, no, no. I'm just saying yeah, because no, you're because no, you're trying no. to say Jimmy G could lead him to the promised land, right? So if that's what you're saying, if you're like he's running. No, no. But, but what I'm saying, if you got this faith in Jimmy G, why go up and tra- and draft a backup quarterback? I'm not saying that Trey Lance is a backup now. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is why would you draft a backup, trade up and get him when you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who has lead, like you said, Mike. Led you to the promised land. Why would you then trade up and get a backup? I'm just asking. Amon, go ahead. Because the situation won't always be perfect. With San Francisco, you saw the line is one of the best lines in the league. The defensive line, one of the best defensive lines in the league. The defensive backfield, you talk about four. They got one, two, three, four on their judge numbers. And they're one of the probably top 10 in the NFL or however you want to break them. But they have so many good situations. You can't keep those contracts flowing. Nick Bosa is going to get a contract eventually. So I think they're thinking is, okay, let's get a go get a quarterback who can do something more, right? With Baker Mayfield, he's winning games, not because Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield, but because that team has all that talent, right? You talk about the offensive line, the defense. Mm-hmm. But you understand that when those things fade away, you're going to need someone better. So if Cleveland, that same situation, I'm sure is going to try to get a more exceptional quarterback. And they right. believe Trey Lance is that more exceptional quarterback rather than Jimmy Garoppolo, who is good enough to get it done with all the right pieces around him, but they don't feel he's good enough to get it done if, oh, well, we have to get rid of Nick Bosa or we have to get rid of this offensive lineman or this wide receiver has to go. Trey Lance, they believe, can do that. They feel that he can pick up the slack where the team is lacking. Right, and I think, like like you said, to your point, you're in a win-now mode, and you're not going to have that opportunity to have a top-five draft pick. So the fact that Miami was willing to trade down, you have to take advantage of that because, like you said, that defense is great. That offensive line is great. Your wide receiver weapons and George Kittle, even Elijah Mitchell, they're great. There is a quarterback away from really being a good team. Right. But McLovin, answer this. If you have all of those great talents, are you going to be able to get the top quarterback on the board? So you no, of course you're not. Of course not. You're going to have to go through free agency. Right. So, and, and looking at free agency, Aaron Rodgers, who they Russell passed. Russell Wilson's getting ready to come up on the board. Right. Like, but he was not coming. Aaron Rodgers, without a doubt, was not coming. Like, and, and got so I, Brady. Right. But I don't see it. Russ doing it either. I don't see Russ being like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to a division rival. I don't think that's in the realism. Probably go to East Coast. Uh, yeah, I think East Coast is mainly where it's going to be at. But I, I just think at the end of the day, Pride, we, we talk about it all the time. This kid's 33 years old, Jimmy G. Like, I love him, but he's 33. This kid, Trey Lance, he's 20. If you're telling me you wouldn't take a chance on him, bro. I would take a chance on Trey Lance. I would put Trey Lance out there, like you said, and start developing him now. And experience Mm -hmm. is the best teacher. I'm sorry. Experience is the best teacher. Yeah. And and sit him on the bench. Let him ride the pine. Is it going to make him any better or any worse? It's just going to keep him status quo. So either – you obviously took it pretty freaking high – so you obviously thought something of him. So why not play him? You took him, play him, and let him become the quarterback that you think he's going to. And if he's not, then he's a bust, and you move on. Right, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. to At this point in the season, you have to start to see more of Trey. Um, I just think to right now be like, nah, you should have ran with Jimmy. I don't 
Jimmy's a free agent anyways. Like Jimmy might not even want to be there. So then you're end up you're ending up with nothing, and you're going to be I the think, same I think situation as last year. If I think if I'm not mistaken, I think next year's the last year. Right, but then what's going to happen? Like who's going to be available in free agency? Because Russ is going to be on a new team. Rogers will be on a new team. Watson will probably be somewhere. There ain't going to be any free agents available. Oh, that's going to be where the Niners go from here. Yeah, like if if let's say Jimmy G finishes out next year. Uh-huh. Now, Russ is on a new team, obviously, new contract, probably Rodgers and Watson, question mark, because we don't know if you're going to go play for the mean machine or if you're going to go play for a new team. Like, we'll see what happens with that. But that's a conversation for another day. But really, after that, there are no free agent quarterbacks that you really look at and you say, oh, OK, well, that could change the history of the, of the 49ers. Like, there's nothing. There really isn't because they lock these guys out. I don't know. That's why I think you just rock with Trey. You don't need the pick anyways. That first round pick's not going to do nothing for you, so you might as well. You nothing now. I guess. You nothing now because you don't have it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, don't play that pick now. You can't play that pick now because you don't have it. What happened with Trey Lance, Pride? I just want to know. No, I'm just – What's the beat? All I'm saying – there's none whatsoever. All I'm saying is I just don't understand why everyone is like, oh, my God. You know, this kid, oh, we feel bad for this kid. We feel I just never in my life seen someone put in a position. Like, if, if Mac Jones was in that position, people right. would be slaughtering Mac Jones' name. Right, if Justin do. Fields yeah. was in that position, they'd be slaughtering it. So I just don't understand why Trey Lance right now is a backup. And if anyone else in that situation, you know, was in that situation – We'd be saying that they're they're horrible and whatnot. No, not not horrible, but they're not ready. And it was a, like even Zach Wilson for crying out loud. Even if they had drafted him, they would say, "Oh yeah, well that kid wasn't ready. Why would you get?" So it's just weird when Trey Lance. Then they use their quote future franchise quarterback as the Saints use Taysom Hill. Right. You couple all that, and then I get people who say this. <laughs> I get people I- who say that. But I'm coupling everything. Right. I'm like, I don't think it's fair because, again, if you had Justin Fields in that position, they would be killing him. But look at Zach Wilson. Like, now you have the question mark, is Zach Wilson a franchise quarterback? Like, that's that's what people are saying. People don't believe in Zach Wilson at all. So if Trey Lance truly wasn't ready, then uh. if you play him, Kyle Shanahan looks like an idiot. And then you have question marks about the future of the 49ers again. So by sitting them, you prevent that. No, but I'm not talking about it from a uh, from an organizational point of view. I don't know why. That's completely being real with you. Mac Jones, fine. Justin Fields, fine. That you guys can play. The fact that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson had to go out there and play with that dog shit of a team, with that dog shit of an organization for both of them, is be I feel horrible for the guys because it's it's horrible and you look at it and oh the, now look at it Trevor Lawrence is overrated Zach Wilson's overrated and and that's what they were trying to prevent with Trey Lance and that's where I kind of see where they're coming from because Jay McLovin will say it first Jay how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> oh. Hey, he's horrible. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. That's what they're trying to prevent is Jay McLovin's from happening. And, no, no, but, hey, but, but hey, Trevor Lawrence. No, I said from, I, I said for one that Trevor Lawrence was overrated. I said for one, Trevor Lawrence judgment calls and decision making is suspect, and he was not the right guy. 
So I've been saying that's day one. That's not even the same question. But here's my thing with that. Like, Mike, where – because I understand what you're saying. They don't want to put pressure. But where you lose that argument, they traded up to get him. Right. When you trade up to get him. That doesn't make you any more ready. But that's still – put no, because you just said – and by the way, thank you for agreeing to my point that he wasn't ready. But you just said that the reason they're sitting him – you said the reason they're sitting him is because, you know – they don't want you know they don't they they don't want to put pressure on them right right they don't want to look look, look off forgetting like you know that's why you made the comparison to Trevor Lawrence right but my point is there's still pressure because you traded up to get this kid right so but regardless if you play him or not the pressure is still there right but if you play now him whether or not if you can handle it I don't know I'm not going to say whether or not if right. you can but that's the thing I don't know. Right. And but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, the kid's ready. We could throw him out there and roll him out there. I'm not going to say that. Say that with Matt. Yo, I didn't know if Matt Jones was ready. I didn't know. Now, what if what if Matt Jones underperformed, though? What if you're not having a great season? Because you're in a window of the Patriots were ready to start winning now again. Now, when you have a situation that's mm-hmm. different than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, the 49ers are in win now mode. So if Trey isn't performing well, not only is that affecting your development, but that's affecting how the fans view you. That's affecting how the league views you because you are not winning and you are costing them games. So if mm-hmm. he's playing, that's a lot more at cost and a lot more pressure than just Trevor Lawrence isn't good because there's no expectation for Jacksonville. Jay, say it with me. Jacksonville's yeah. dog shit. So it doesn't matter. But if you go into San Francisco and you're not ready, that's a lot more pressure than it would be with Justin Fields. It's a lot more pressure than it would be with Zach Wilson. And if Mac Jones didn't pan out, Pride, you would be one of those guys that would be saying, start Brian Hoyer. And I truly no. do believe that. No. Yes. No. If you if you I, thought no. if you thought that you had a better shot with Brian than you did with Mac, you wouldn't say start Mac. No. We don't have a shot with Brian Hoyer anyway. Yeah, yeah, no. It didn't matter how no, bad. We've had Brian Hoyer for like 10 years, guys. With Jimmy Garoppolo, you have that shot. Right, right, right. No, no, I get what you're saying. But with Jimmy, you have that shot to continue to win, and this kid can go develop in there. And I know Jay McLovin hates it, but he can go on the sideline and be babied and be tampered with and do whatever you want to do. I don't get it either. But I honestly think you're trading up to get him. And I'm if really- you're supposedly so comfortable with Jimmy G, why trade up to get him? Why did that? Why the fuck did we trade up for Mitchell Trubisky? I don't know. Because you guys thought that he was. Thank you for coming on my TED Talk. I'm done because before Jay comes in here, starts yelling at me that we're not supposed to be a debate thing. I don't want to get yelled at, so I'm gonna move on. You don't worry. It. We've only been debating for the last half hour. If he was gonna come in, he'd already come in by now. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at. But there's a question I want to post to y'all. And Jay, I know you got to, uh, Jay McLeod, I know you got to dip. So I want to ask you this first. I want to go back to the Antonio Brown topic from yesterday, but I want to look at it from a different perspective. I love that. I, I know. We've seen players get held out of the Hall of Fame Ooh. for, yeah, Mike, you know what I'm going with? I don't like this. You know what I mean? Like they've held certain off field issues against yeah. individual players, most prominently. One to, yeah. Do you think that uh-huh. this could be the same thing with Antonio Brown? Because look, if you look at the numbers, Antonio Brown, he deserves to be in there. He really does. But do you think like the how he left Pittsburgh and what happened with the Raiders and now this? 
Do you think that'll the voters start looking at that and hold it against them when it comes to getting him in the Hall of Fame? Unfortunately, uh, yeah. I hate to say that. I wish it wasn't the case. It should be based on performance, straight up, just performance. But, you know, for some reason, hey, as a society, we take reputation into consideration. And T.O., Chad Johnson, they all got cases for, for being in the hall, and yet for some reason they're not there yet, you know. And, oh, yeah, I, know. I, think, I, I think Antonio Brown's going to fall into that same category. T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame now. It took, it took did T.O. Really make it in? Yeah, yeah but in. Um, what's it called? He, he, he got in. But to make a statement, he didn't go to the honors. He went to UT Chattanooga, and he did he did his whole speech there. Made his own made his own gold yeah, jacket. Yeah, he did, he did. Oh, I do remember. You're right. Oh yeah, my god, like, I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> which, which honestly <laughs> just kind of proved everybody else's point. But it yeah, is which, which was a sad part yeah. about it. Which I, I laughed about it, but when I took a step back, I, originally I loved it because it was like a big fu. But I was like, wait a minute. It proved their point. Yeah, I was like, God damn. I was like, you little keep proving them right. I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, but nah. Um, so Jay, you believe it's gonna they're gonna hold it against him? I, I, I think he, I think I think he does get it eventually, but it's, I don't think it's gonna be it's not gonna be right off the rip. I think there's gonna be a lot of you know, I think they're gonna they're probably gonna stall him a little bit. A lot of A B slander. I think uh, they're gonna definitely, I think he definitely has the numbers. Obviously, whoa, whoa, whoa. He has the numbers. Bro, Mike, what do you mean by A B slander? Like I think when when the when the conversation starts, if AB should be a Hall of Famer or not, I think there's going to be a lot of slander via media. Oh, oh you ble- oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I mean, look, if we're just looking at the numbers, I do believe he should get in. Right now, we also have to understand something: the Hall of Fame voters are petty. Very. These are the same people, and Mike, you know, you know what I'm talking about. These are the same people who either vote as well with the MLB or no people vote for the MLB who gave Barry Bonds all of his MVPs and now when it comes to his ultimate validation, refuse to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, all those guys. And and Mike, I'm going to say this right now. I said this right now. And I'm, they all belong in the Hall. I'm a diehard die Red Sox fan, right? David Ortiz, people want to forget, he got popped. I want to see what they say about him. I want to see what they say. Because if they say it don't matter, I'm going to be, huh, interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Aman, um, the voters are petty. Um, I have somebody in the comments saying AB will be a Hall of Famer, but it's going to take them at least five times, maybe even more. You think you are you in the same ballpark? Do you think they're gonna, you know, the voters are gonna forget about it and make him a because I'm gonna say this right now. If he gets in quicker than it took TO, I'm ignoring the Hall of Fame. So you you think A B was still gonna be a Hall of Famer? No, and as you said, who are who are voting, right? They're I'm Googling and said there are 17 at-large selectors who are active members or of the media or personally intricately intricately involved in professional football. Those people are petty. Media people, they're petty. Talk right? to them. And now, not only with the T.O. situation, you had to kind of, like, look for the T.O. thing. The media was kind of just booming. Now, there's Instagram. There's Twitter. There's all this. And it's never going away. And what A.B. did you is much worse than anything T.O. or Chad Johnson or any of these guys did uh, when they were playing. So, when we talk about at least uh, five times, it's going to take well more than five times if he gets in. I don't think he does because, again, they're petty. And this stuff never goes away because now – not he's kind of embracing it almost right like he, he posted right after the game he posted the day after the game 
Um, and again, Instagram, Twitter, this stuff doesn't go away. That's what we're taught our entire, at least for my generation, we're taught our entire lives. Whatever we put on social media, never going away. You see all the AB memes out there. They're never going away. His rap songs are never going away. No matter how bad they are, they're never he going a away. Single, bro. He dropped a single a couple <laughs> days ago. I'm like, hey, yo, like, what the hell? His beef with Logan Paul ain't never going away, right? So, like, none of this stuff is ever going away. And that's, that it's just going to all haunt him when he comes to the Hall of Fame. I don't know if he wants a validation. It doesn't seem like he cares about the validation of the Hall of Fame. I think deep down he might. He's not going to publicly say, I want to be in there. But he's. I don't think he's going to get it. I think he's just done so much. Numbers wise, absolutely. But when you just talk about who's selecting, it's members of the media and mm-hmm. part of the football thing. It's just, they're just not gonna let it happen. And I'm I'm with Saman here. I don't think he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame because the voters are petty. I I, I wholeheartedly believe that's what's good. You know what I mean? Like again, from the numbers perspective, he should be there. But again, this is a lot of the stuff that's going on isn't from a numbers perspective. It's from a personal perspective. And if you do something that someone disagrees, and again, so a lot of people have problems with him with the fake vaccination card thing. Right? So it's like you do all that, you couple all that stuff together, and now all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it's it's like a huge issue where they're not gonna they're not really gonna hold it against him. Chris. I was talking to someone about this a couple of days ago. Matter of fact, the day it happened. And he said it might be a situation where Antonio Brown would have to pass away. Because, you know, sometimes they hold guys out, they pass away, and then as a gesture of good faith, they acknowledge them and then they bring them in. You know what I mean? Um, here's, the, uh, here's the question. Do you think this will be a situation like that? Where they kind of ignore Antonio Brown for a few years, hope and pray everything dies down, and if he passes away, then they'll insert him as a as a as a, a will of good faith. Or because I or are you on my side? Because I don't think that'll happen. Because there's gonna be that one dude who go while someone's talking will be screaming when it's dead silent. Hey yo, what about Pittsburgh? What about the Raiders? Hey yo, Tampa Bay. Like I feel like there's gonna be that one dude saying it. So, do you think that the NFL would be, or, or the voters would be that petty and wait for him to pass away? Uh, if they do let him in, that'll be how he gets in. It'll be that he, when he passes away. But uh, mm. I don't think they'll he'll get in because mm. I think I think the MLB Hall of Fame. I think they'll let like Pete Rose. I think once he passes away, they're going to let him in, but they're just not going to let him have that satisfaction, right? Knowing that he made it in, and I, I could see that happening with the AB because. Is he going to disappear from the media? You're going to still hear things about him and, and things that he does. So he, there's a good chance that he's going to add more stuff on, to, on there that might hurt his chances more. And someone asked, um, why should players who has who has had problems off the field be in the Hall of Fame? Um, and is it a simple thing? Why not? And no, no, and I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. When you're talking about off the field, right, and people get mad at me when I say this, but this is just a fact of the matter. When you're at work, and let's say you're at work and you get employee of the month, right? The manager gets employee of the month. He goes home and beats his wife. Are you going to take that employee of the month away from him? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were going a Kobe Bryant direction with this. Like, I'm not, like, I ain't going to be petty. I'm not being petty. I'm not being I, petty today. I just I thought that's where you were going with it. So I'm going to. I'm not being petty. Well, I'm well, happy well, no, well, here's the thing. Look. You, you talking about with since Kobe died, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Look, man, I'm gonna say this right now. 
You know, I, I meant like the off the court stuff with him for a while didn't change anything he did. Oh yeah, yeah, that whole thing when you know that whole sexual assault thing and then all that stuff. Like, and and, and and let's be honest. Again, everyone's screaming Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. Big Ben did it too. Can I ask a question? How many rings does he have? Two. Two. Same number of times he's been accused of raping women. Y'all ready for that conversation? And I understand this. It's an uncomfortable situation. I it understand. Is. But let's you got, be honest. You gotta see it for what it is, right? You, we gotta see it for what it is because this isn't the hall of great Samaritans. This isn't the hall of who went to the soup kitchen the most. This isn't the hall of who rescued a burning car. No, this is not what that is. This is not what that is. There's some shitty people. This is the there. hall of fame. Yeah, it's gonna be filled with some bad people. Right. But it, it is. It, it literally like we're not gonna go deep. We can have a whole episode about that, like the shittiest people in the hall of fame. But it's a nice list. I'm gonna put it, it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. If you could have murderers in the Hall of Fame, but again, people not ready for that conversation. People not ready for that conversation. But I think Pride, at the end of the day, this guy has three Super Bowl championships, and that's really how you have to look at it. You know, and the two. numbers scream it, yeah, bro. Right. And the numbers, I saw the numbers And let's be real. I said it from the rip. I'm just being real. Didn't Ray Lewis? Period. But I mean, but whatever. Now, I was. I almost said caps lock, but guess what? Anthony's already on the case. Anthony's on the case. But no, I think it's also a situation to where if we're talking about, you know, teams that don't care about COVID vaccination statuses, I still think at the end of the day, if Antonio Brown decides to give Green Bay a call and they win a championship this year and this man gets four, like, because let's be real, let's call it for what it is. Now, yeah, I just, did, I did he has three? Yeah, he's got three already. Who? No, he don't. He was hey, a rookie. The first, he was the rookie AB? when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl. Was he? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He have a ring. He got one. He got one. No, he never he won in Pittsburgh. There. He wasn't there. there. I don't know why I thought he was there. It was right uh, before. The, the, before yeah, the, that loss of, yeah, he came right after and he had yes, they lost it. Right. Because I knew he went to two. I yeah, didn't yeah. know if he won. He won with the Packers. He just hasn't won from last year. Right. But when you really look at it, though, from my perspective at least, you have to acknowledge the fact that with AB, all signs point that AB should be in the Hall of Fame. And, and I don't think anybody denies that. I think at the end of the day, you really look at it from that perspective and you say, you weren't the media's biggest fan. And that's the same reason why, you know, Kyrie Irving, there's going to be questions about Kyrie Irving. There's going to be questions about so many other individuals, whether they make it or not, because they blatantly don't tolerate the media and they blatantly disrespect the media and they blatantly disrespect other players and coaches. Um, but let's call it for what it was. I did a lot of digging on it. AB wasn't like too far off from being right. Now, the in the fashion of what he did, a little out of pocket, but you understand that's who he is at the end of the day. But AB literally looked Bruce Arian straight in the face and said, my ankle is effed up. I cannot go. And then Bruce Arians tested his gangster. He looked him dead in the face, knew exactly who he was talking to, and said, then why are you on this team? And if you know exactly who you have in that locker room. That that report got switched around too, though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Nope. I'm not Listen, I'm not believing anything. Right, but there's so many teammates that are saying it did happen, so I don't know what. And then there's just as many that are saying it didn't happen. Right. That's why it's so scary with this situation. Like, that's the weird part about it, like. We will never in our lives ever get the full thing because right. um Bruce Arian says, hey, I didn't know. I told him to play and he refused. There's a port that, that AB said, hey, yo, lick my you-know-what. There was there was a thing where he almost punched um an assistant coach. There's right. a report that Bruce Arians threatened to fight him. 
And it's like, there's just so much. And it's just bizarre to me. Right. That but that's Michael, if, if the main report that was coming out has any validity to it, and, and it is valid that A.B. told you he couldn't go, which mm-hmm. is the narrative throughout all of the stories is at the end of the day, A.B. said he wasn't healthy and mm-hmm. Bruce Arians wanted him out there. I look at it like that. If you're getting pieced by the Jets, I'd be pissed too. Now, I wouldn't have done it in that fashion, but I'm just saying it, it's to the point where when you understand you have a guy that – I mean, we're not going to go out here and self-diagnose Anthony or Antonio Brown – but obviously a guy who has some kind of mental illness or some kind of problem with him that's been going on in his mind, you know, whether it be CTE, whatever, we, we probably yeah. have the conversation. You understand very short leash, very short leash. And, and to be getting bodied by the Jets and hurt and then asked to go back out there to get bodied. But, here's the thing. but in I, those same reports, they're also saying that AB was mad that Brady was targeting Gronk. Right. No, I there's, like there's a quote saying that AB maybe was like, "Hey, yo, you keep throwing in your boy because he wanted his incentives," but it's like, fam, Tom Brady's the type of dude that like, look, I want to win. Right, see, I don't, win, I don't, I don't get like your incentives. Anymore. I don't like that narrative though, because AB don't give a fuck about those incentives. Like, he I doesn't. think he does. No, I think he does. And in a contract that's incentive heavy, I think he does. And no, this is not to say that you know he was you know the money, but he wants it. I guess, but I don't. And I'm not saying that he's broke and he needed. Don't got to twist. Because right. if he was, he would have three hundred thousand dollars. Let's be real. Each. About it. Like no, no, it was three hundred thirty. It would been a million. Three hundred thirty-three thousand right. each. Right, but for reception yards and touchdowns. And listen, man, I'm pretty sure Brady would have would have done it. He did it last year with Fournette. Yeah, we yeah we we've seen him time and time again when it comes to incentives. Tom is like, look, I want the win, but you know, I'll slide you a little over. But I I, I don't I don't want to get into that. Right. It's just if you look at the numbers, I think he should be. Story. It, bro, it's and it's one of the few times where like I don't listen to the reports because so much stuff is being said, right? Because like no, like it, it's just so bizarre. Like I don't want to say, oh yeah, I know AB's in the wrong because you know, right? I think it'll be a, a couple years before we find out really what. Oh, no, it'll be and even then. You don't know exactly. It, it'll it'll be a while. I I I I say this. I don't think we'll ever find out what really happened. Probably I don't not. think we ever will, to be honest. Because let me get the thirty for thirty on AB though. Let me oh get my God. we need so many thirty for thirties, dog. That like the next few years, bro, we gonna be good. Let bro. me get the Florida Gators, and then yes. let me get let me let me get Antonio Brown's thirty for. 30. I also want that Cleveland Cavaliers when uh, Delonte West was uh Bron's stepdad for a bit. Oh, I want that. that that's a whole movie. I'll pay to go see it. Oh, 100 percent. But um, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know, man. I, I hope. They don't hold it against them. They probably will. And someone said this. Okay, so if, if AB should be in the Hall of Fame, should, uh, should be uh, John Gruden. I've said this consistently. Um, John Gruden is not good. Um, he's a solid coach with a big mouth. I've said that consistently. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to actually doing the job of coaching, he's he solid. And he has what? One championship? Again, in Tampa... With the Which, team that he didn't build. He didn't, thank you. Yeah, that was that Tony Dungy's team. That was Tony Dungy. Dungy. Let's keep it a stack. That was Tony Dungy, bro. We need we need we need to put context in that. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like he went and built that thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like like Bruce Aries, is he a Hall of Famer? Because he want a ring? No. Right. I think Amon hit it on the head, too, is, you know, you can be in the Hall of Fame as a player with only one ring. Hell, you could be ringless. Yeah. And, and but a coaching Hall of Fame? It's a very high pedigree of how many rings and how much success you really need to have. And John really didn't have that much. No. 
You know, and on top of that, who's that best contract though? Shout out John Gruden for that contract. Somehow he got a hundred million dollars in ten years. Like that's. That's they went to Vegas and said, let's just gamble. Let's just let's right. Just I was like, I'll say this. How do you feel about him? His agent, top tier, <laughs> top tier agent. Nah, bro, 100%. Nah, I need that agent because mm-hmm. that's how you are. Uh, and, and, and here's my thing when it comes to that AB is a better football player than John Gruden can spell the word coach. Forget coaching. Nice. So I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Again, yeah, the only knock on AB is how he ended in Pittsburgh. Right, how he and you know what happened in um in Oakland, and and what happened here. And again, he didn't kill anyone. Let's be honest, he ain't killed no one. He ain't shoot himself. Right, you feel me? Yeah. He ain't do nothing wild like that. So, should he make the hole? Yes, he's not going to, because by the time that all this dies down, and they feel like he deserves it, guess what's gonna happen? We're gonna start talking about Jamar Chase, Justin, um, Justin Jefferson. It's gonna be to the point where they're in their they're in their career where it's like, wow, Allen Robinson's gonna be gone, and people are gonna start taking thinking about, huh, Allen Robinson? How's a Rob looking? We're gonna start looking at the next crop. And uh, how much will this extra game that these guys are gonna get to play? Have an effect on some of them guys getting in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because now that's another game you can put up stats, breaking more records, and all of a sudden, right. now AB is going to be, be, be starting to get pushed to the back. And that was my I, problem, too, like to Chris's point. Like, bro, it, it wasn't like this was the last game of the season where you needed these incentives. Like, mm-hmm. there's two more games left for you. Like, you're good. And the playoffs, like, you're good, bro. Like, it's going to be straight. You're going to get these touches. He only needed uh, Amon, if I'm not mistaken, like 10 more receptions. And he would have Yeah, fine. eight receptions and then a, right. one or two touchdowns. It was, so when was you really it. look at it, okay, well, it was what? The second quarter? It was the half? You could yeah, have third. gotten at least four in the next quarter. 100%. And then, and then within 100%. the next two games, you're good. And not only that, if you – and again, it's for, it's unfair to do this because, you know, it, it's being armchair. But when when Tom Brady right. was doing that two, when Tampa was doing the two minute drill. Guess who we guess who we would have been looking for? That's AB. <laughs> that was that was that's Grayson. That's AB. Yeah, that would have been Butters. Well, he would have been looking for him because even though granted they haven't played with each other for like you know five, six, seven years, right. they still form some kind of bond and some it's form of chemistry. So, it's the weirdest bond to me though in all of it. It's so weird. And you know what it reminds me of? <laughs> Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez. It does. Minus the murder. Minus the murder. It really does. Which murder? But it really does, though. (laughs) It it really does, though. Because at the end of the day, though, it's it's like here's the it's a nice guy, right? The poster boy, child of God, yes, and Satan, and and it's like (laughs) they're I mean, bro, like look at but no, they're polar opposites in every way, shape, or form. It's so awesome. I love Tom Brady. He Tom Brady's more on the cerebral side. AB, not say he's stupid, but he's more on the physical side, right? I think we all, I think we all knew kids like that growing up. Though there was always that pair of brothers, and one was a total asshole, and one was like, and the one was a genius in the world, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's them. That's them. That's right? the sweet life of Zach and Cody, dude. Yeah, exactly. If one of them was a minority, right? Like straight up, like 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 Tom Brady is Cody, and then like AB Zach. Like, and that, that's straight up the perfect enough. What was, that's what straight was, up what, what it was is. the guy? What was the Arwin? What was the elevator guy's name? I think. Oh my god, Arwin! Yeah, the one who was in love with Carrie, their mom. The crack he had like man. ten yeah, names, he, bro. He always had like the crazy. Gonzalez. And it was Mr. Mosby. And then, oh my, Maddie god, I'm so old. Oh 
Oh man, bro, that is a little nostalgic on the show. <laughs> Jesus, but no, I, honestly, I, I think he should. Will he? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. And it, again, it's a shame too because he deserves it, sure. But right. you know, he definitely should. But I don't, I don't think he will just because of what they've done to other players, especially yeah. in the NFL. NFL even I think cracks down on that more than you do some of the other sports. Right. I mean, look exactly. at what they did. And not, not to turn you into a whole different conversation, but Colin Kaepernick is one of those situations to where if he would have been able to finish out his career, who knows? But the NFL completely, completely said, you're done. We are not representing you ever again. If AB continues to act out, and, and here's the biggest thing to me is why I brought up Colin. So Colin did something the NFL didn't agree with at the time. And they completely blackballed him and completely got rid of him. Now, AB has a whole life ahead of him. He might do something, you know, whether that be, hopefully not, I pray he doesn't, but something horrible. You know, he's already had a rape case against him before. If he continues to spurt in this kind of direction and, and, and fumble into kind of serious accusations, they'll just t- cut ties with him completely, like regardless of what he did. So you have to look at it like that is if AB can stay out of trouble the rest of his life, I think he has a shot. But if AB is then on the news one day for a car accident or a rape charge or something crazier, it's just AB being not. on the news. Period, bro. Right. Yeah. Because like, the you, thing is, is like that's a zero dark thirty. Yes, and that's the sad part about it. Because when I think of AB, do I do I think of the of the mishaps? Yes, I do. But I also think about that phenomenal stretch he went in in Pittsburgh, where he was one of, if not the best wide receiver in the game. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think of the potential he could have made. They could have done in, in um in uh, in uh with the Raiders. I think of wow, he won a ring and he checked his ego. He checked imagine he checked yeah. his ego and was like, Look, I'll be the third at times fourth option. And I checked my ego at the door. And dude I think, made, oh, dude made Juju look good. Like, like come on. And imagine, and that's the sad part about it. When it came when it came to um to Pittsburgh, AB was right. AB was right, and it took us so long to find out. And you want to hear the sad part about it? AB was right, but because of what he's doing, no one's ever gonna believe him. And, and that's, that's, the thing. that's the thing. He was right, and that's the sad part about it. A crazy man, and I love AB, but he's crazy. A crazy man is out here. Literally calling it thing to, to people's attention, and instead of saying let's look at it, they're like, "Nah, he's crazy. Let's ignore him." Right. And lo and behold, AB called it. He said Ben was the problem. He said Juju was the problem. Now look, with the Raiders, he was like, "Man, yo, that organization was messed up." Now look at him. Now look at him. Right. Look at them. Yeah. Who's out here threatening each other? One out here. What do you What do you honestly think it is this time? Do you think AB goes three for three, or do you think he was truly wrong? Here. Yeah, in Tampa. Do you think Do you think it'll come out that maybe Arians was a little too hard? Yeah, if, it, if it came out, I, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him some blame because that yeah. exits. I'm not gonna. Because my thing is, if he if, let's say Bruce Arians was trying to force him to play, if I'm baby. I go right to the trainer and say, look at my ankle. It don't feel right every time, you know, every time I try to do a route when I plan or, you know, I'm accelerating, it don't feel right. It's crazy because you saw him go into the tent and the yes. trainers told him that he was healthy enough to play. That's where right. it's like, 
Which is where if I'm AB and I don't feel good, I go to, to Bruce and I say, look, man, they say I'm good. I don't feel good, man. I, I, I just don't. I don't know what it is. I'm going to head back to the locker room, see if I can get a more intense look because something's not right. And if he takes his helmet off and just walks off casually, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Yes. Right. But if you're going to get cut and then make a spectacle, I don't know, man. It, that's it, the issue. Yeah. That, that's the issue for me. Right, when she does it, yeah. Huh? went to the locker room and they could have looked at it and got more, like you said, that's more what testing. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if I'm AB and your ankle time feels was like up. that, and all I'm saying is this: your ankle. I don't care what no one says. Your ankle not that bad to the point where you're out here virtually doing cart flips on uh, cartwheels on your way out. <laughs> let, 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 again, people are not ready for this conversation, and I've been trying to defend AB, but in this instant, again, I don't know what. Like I said. I said it yesterday. For all I know, the Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown low-key could have been lovers. You know what I mean? A.B. could have been giving it to Bruce. And Arians probably said, hey, yo, we're done. A.B. said, hey, yo, what you mean? Our bank accounts are linked. What are you talking about? The house is in our name. We're engaged. I got my parents flying in for the wedding. And Bruce could have said, not here. Take the ring. Right. And it could have just, I don't know what that conversation was. I really don't know. But let me ask you a question. If we get to a disagreement and we're, it gets heated and we're yelling at each other, and then I, I take a back to your car, it don't matter what the disagreement was about. It don't matter what it was about. My reaction is over the top. Right. Yep. So that's really my only thing. The genesis of how it started, I don't know. I hope and pray one day we do find out. So AB, though, AB, not to change the topic, but AB gets a ring regardless if they win, right? Because he was there for the majority of the season. We're going to have to look that up. Yeah. Because I know I with the NBA, was. you got to play half the season. Right. I think he, he definitely I would. Think, I think it's up to the organization. I want to stop. Because I know I know John Franklin. Remember he was um, – what was he? He was on Last Chance U, and he was a backup wide receiver, got cut after week one. He still got a – he still got a ring. So maybe, maybe it's at the organization's discretion? Maybe. Maybe. That's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. I, I want. I want to see. I want to see the ring ceremony, and I want to see AB and Bruce shake hands. That's yep, all. I, I think. Hundred percent. That's all I see. Uh, someone think said a question. The organization, because uh, like when uh, the Colts won back in two thousand six, yeah. first they got. Wait, wait, uh, hey, Chris, you, you were waiting to tell me that one, huh? You were waiting to tell me. <laughs> <the baby. laughs> um, but he got, said, he got Edge and James a ring. Right. Oh, cool. Wait, what happened after that? Oh, yeah, the New England Patriots went back to running their dynasty. My bad. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Let's go, Prime. <laughs> Keep Chris talking like, to I hate you. Chris like, I hate talk you. <laughs> That's why when you – well, even when you were talking about A.B. earlier about how good he was, he used to come and torch Indy all the time. So <laughs> he used to torch Chris, I was ah, really his, cool. I respect how good he how was. was. How was A.B. in New England, though? Oh, right. He had three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he did I have mean, three touchdowns. One game, one game, three touchdowns. Against Miami? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And so then he said some stuff about crap. Yeah, he decided to go hit up a chick he shouldn't be talking to, and he got he got cut. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> um, Damien says, "Question: If we're going to crucify AB for what he done on Sunday, why are we crucifying OBJ for his reaction in New York when he went wild on the drive? So he didn't take off his clothes. Now, this is also where again you don't know what you're talking about because when it happened, they did crucify him. Yeah, yeah they did. Though. They did crucify him." 
Oh yeah, OBJ's took and, a lot of stuff from the press. Yes, and it got so bad that I think it was like the next week or the week after. He made the whole scene proposing to the net. <laughs> hey, it got so bad they actually sent dude to Cleveland. Like everyone heard fear happen. Yeah, and everyone said, "Oh, it's gonna be good for him. He's gonna be out of the social media light and all that jazz right. in New York." They like, literally outcasted him to Cleveland so he would just shut up. Like that was that was what it was. All I'm saying, man. Look, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. I just hope AB just goes home. Okay, but we know he's not. Matter of fact, quick question before we wrap it up. I know where he is. I'm on. You think he goes to another team? No. If I'm a team, I can't sign him. Right. Right, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. We crucified, bro. We crucified OBJ for his hair. Let's be honest. Let's let's keep it in context. Oh, that's, that's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about. It's a whole different conversation. Pull that comment back up. Let me just make sure I read that. Wait, right. Pride, you that one over your head? You don't know what he's talking about? Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Oh, I know he's talking about. yeah. Oh, I know what he's talking about. I'm not, <laughs> we're not, we're not gonna speak. This no, is no, a, no, we ain't gonna talk about that. I was <laughs> going to listen to the friend you show. Yo, AB. Oh, not AB. Yo, OBJ. Side, bro. Weirdo. Side. Side. Nah, it's not. Us weirdos, not. we got to stick together, bro. Us weirdos, we got to stick together, <laughs> it's AB. It's not okay. You're not. You're right. It's not okay. It's great. All right. So, someone said uh, AB is just soft. T.O. played in the playoffs with a bad ankle in the Super Bowl. Broken. He came back early and had to sign a right, waiver. Now, I'm not going to say AB soft. Against the Jets, bro. Like, I wouldn't either. I don't know, man. I don't know. When, when, when it's – I don't know. I need to figure out the truth of what happened. But, Amon, you don't think so. Chris, you think AB's done? You think he goes to another team? I don't think he's done. Okay. The main event. The main event. Mike. So, when I asked that you were nodding your head, Who do? You, where do you think AB goes? Green Bay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Question. Hmm. With, you're, are you talking about Green Bay if they keep Aaron Rodgers? No, like right now. Oh, you're talking about this season. I'm talking about like right before the playoffs start, AB will be a Green Bay Packer. And that's that's what's going to take them over the hump. They didn't get OBJ. They have no excuse to go after, you know, anybody else. They need to get somebody to make this run. Because when you look at it, you look at the Rams, they're underperforming. It's it's a shock, but they're underperforming. The Cardinals are No, they're getting it together now. They're getting it together, but Matthew Stafford's underperforming, I should say. I, I'm not going to let him stand alone and, and say that you're not you're not throwing interceptions yeah. and you're not throwing I, I picks last two weeks. Right. Are, are, you, are you talking about, like, the overall season, or are you just talking about these last couple games? Just the, just the, just down the stretch. Like, it's been okay. rough. Like, and, okay. and you look at the Cardinals, James Conner, one of your biggest impacts, question mark. Kyler Murray has kind of been getting a little exposed. He had a good game this week, but kind of a little bit of exposed. Uh, J.J. Watts out. You know, now you look at Tampa. Godwin's out for the season. Gronk is always a question mark, no matter which week it is. He had back spasms for the first 12 weeks of the season. I don't see how that could change at any point in time. Look at um, Evans has the hamstring issue. AB's gone. Tom Brady, you know, love Tom, but he's had a couple of questionable games this year as well. Now you look at it, still GOAT-type numbers, but still a couple of questionable moments. Now you look at it and you say Green Bay has looked solid from start to finish. They had that one bad game where Rodgers didn't give a shit, but the rest of the way, they're winning games. If AB goes there and wins a ring, I mean, and has to play Tampa, like I think that's the biggest thing. If you have to play Tampa in the NFC Conference Championship, dude, 
Like that that's exactly what A B wants. A B lives for that type of stuff. And to say, oh well, A B faked his vaccination, that's cool. That's cool. Cause I know a guy in Green Bay who faked it too. They don't give a shit. They'll be best friends. They'll be brothers, butt brothers for life. I don't and think so. I don't, I don't think they'll be brothers. I don't think so. has to match. I think that's the only issue. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that in terms of AB, I think that would be the worst fit in the world. Do you think though, when you look I, at it, that, that's worse, that is Adams. worse than me saying Ben Roethlisberger is going to San Francisco. That's even I worse. So. I think it's way worse. I do you really think, do you think Aaron Rodgers, forget, and, and this was Antonio, forget Brown. camp, forget camp. Do you think? That he even wants to handle Antonio Brown. Doesn't have to. It's just four games. AB, do what you got to do. Leave me alone, and I'm gonna throw you the ball. You got Lazard. You got Adams. You got AB. You got Jones. You got Dylan. I think Rogers would be fine with it. I, I feel like you have to do what Tom Brady did. Take him to his, like if you have to put him on watch. I don't know. I, I just, and, and Aaron Rodgers won't do that. Oh, you yeah. got the State Farm guys will handle it. Don't worry about it. Nah. Try to handle it. Jake from State Farm got it. <laughs> yeah. Look, hey, look, bro. Listen, bro. Insurance don't cover that. No, look they here, bro. I don't think they got that. I don't think they got the AB deal yet. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now. As soon as he gets in there and Grit and Yuki, you basically took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Rogers and AB scrapping. <laughs> Said if Cam Newton can lie about the vax and get another opportunity, AB can. But he did already get that opportunity. He got an opportunity, and it was horrible. No, but AB got the opportunity after he did. They didn't cut him. No, they like, could have just said, oh, we done. We done with you. No, yeah, like, and, you know, Bruce, Bruce almost did. Bruce yeah. almost put him off rip. And I, I, and I, I, mean, I say this, and I say this, and I believe it. If Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette don't go down, yeah. AB's, AB's, AB's yeah. cut. He didn't ever been back on the field. And yeah, they you, had to guys, bring him back. Do you guys think that was a part of, of why AB was so frustrated to begin with is because he knew Bruce didn't want him there anymore? I, I think his frustration Bruce made it clear. Bruce did make it clear that he yeah. did not expect AB to come back. Yes. Um, so do you think AB was it. just like – Dustin says, know? I hope AB goes to Green Bay. He's pressed the locker room cancer there. I hope, <laughs> I hope he does too. I, but, um, here, I think there's multiple things. We also need to take into consideration – the last week, Tom Brady targeted him and treated him again like he was the number one receiver. Right. Okay. Put that into context. Killing me in fantasy with that, by the way, Tom. Oh, I had I had him in fantasy. I was like, ooh. Was like, ooh. Making Mike Evans look like a bum is killing me. Oh my god. But it was it's that. Combine that with the fact that I don't care what no one says. His incentives played a big role in this. I think so as well. I think no, nah, I'm not gonna say that he was out here saying, you know, I better get my attention, but he was concerned. He was like, you know, I uh you know, right, I need my touches, you know. I think he was he was concerned with that. I think after the whole vaccination thing, he came in knowing I'm on thin ice. And right. A B knew because we all knew because Bruce Arian said it, I, I don't expect him to be back. Right. And that's that that's it right there, though, Pride. That's that's all I wanted to say is when it's not okay. So if I say, I don't know if I like Chris. Chris is a grown man. Now, yes. Chris, I love you. You're my guy. But Chris is a grown man, regardless, and is going to say that's cool. I just won't really bother Mike, and I'll I'll do my thing, and Mike will do his thing, and we'll coexist. In AB's mind, that's 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 the new thing. That's what you can't coexist. Right with you. 
Right. He cannot be okay with someone not liking him. So he's going to do everything in his power to get out of that situation. So once Arian said, I need you to go out there and play, he snapped. He was like, I already told you no. And now I'm done. You don't even want me here anyways. And he just exacerbated the situation. And I think it was going to happen regardless because now he feels some type of way towards Arians where Tom Brady respectfully cried. And to Tom Brady's credit, he does this. And you saw Mike Tomlin do the same thing. He coddles AB to where it's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Bruce Arians kind of like, fuck you. Like that's, we're not doing this here. Like that's not how we run things. And AB won't stand for that. So that's why I'm like with Rodgers, you don't need Rodgers to do that. But Matt LaFleur does that with Rodgers already. So I'd be perfectly fine. Matt LaFleur is like, and it's to a different extent to where it's like, whatever's going on with the front office, it is what it is. We're going to let you be you at the end of the day. You just do you and we won't talk about the contract extension or anything else. You could do that same situation with AB. Now, would it work? I don't know. But you're in a better situation if you bring in AB than not because the Rams are still real. And, and the Cardinals are still real, and you got to account all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. It's going to be interesting. Let's see what happens and see how it goes from there. Um, I just it, – it's going to be interesting. And like I said, when it comes to this Hall of Fame credential, I, I, I think it's going to be – it's going to take a hit. Um, I don't know if AB will come back. And it's not only that. I'll be honest. I don't know if AB wants to. Because that's another conversation we're going to need to have. Like, right. does he even want to come back? After the slander like, by this that, media, I don't know if he would. I think he's over it. That's what I'm saying. Like, that that also is another thing. Like, forget another team. Because let's say three teams are looking at him and saying, yo, AB, we want you, we want you, we want you. If he doesn't want to play, it don't matter. Right. You know? So, it's going to be very interesting how that plays out. But this has been another episode of ASAP in the morning. Um, it is your boy Pride. Um, Amani, you got any final words for the people? Well, let's just let's try to let's try to relax on AB a little bit, but uh, you know, let's not try to get in an hour debates about AB, but we can just we can have our things with AB. Yeah. Mm. Chris, any final words? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, come back tomorrow morning. We'll see you guys tomorrow at nine central, ten eastern. Yes, sir. Uh, Mike. Appreciate it, Lance. What? Huh? But I I said free Trey Lance. Listen, man. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just glad I don't have to deal with him. That's fine. That's cool. It's been your boy Pride. Obviously, thank you guys (laughs) in the chat for talking, keeping us company, and all that stuff. Uh, We appreciate y'all. On behalf of Amon, by the way, from now on, every outro, I'm going to disrespect y'all in some way. So on behalf of Mon, fuck cricket. On behalf, on behalf of Chris, Colts are dog shit. On behalf of Mike, <laughs> you're a Bears fan. Um, thank you to Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Mike was like, I hate you so much. Um, he never lied. He never on, lied. On, yeah. On, on behalf of Dustin, who again, happy birthday, Dustin. Birthday, big dog. Birthday, you can't Dustin. run from us, boy. And Jay has been your boy, Pride. We'll be back here. 10 Eastern, 9 Central in the morning. Until then, y'all already know what to do. Stay safe. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Whole sports all plays. Uh. 365.
five, we making a place. We talking the game, get you to the days. We high in the court, the dime in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they working your faces. Grace up the field, so type the laces. All sports, all plays. Nick.